Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Oh, is our guest here? Yeah. Hey, there he is, Mr. Kevin Smith. Hey! Hey, hey, hey. What's hey. Tony. Sit down. Sit down, take a load off. seat there, sir. Uh, I'm a standard, so it's right. totally Oh, you're a standard? See, I would... I thought you would be a sitter. You would imagine. I look. I have the body of a sitter. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I found that when you stand, you just burn in. It's free exercise. Like uh, on every movie now since uh, Tusk, I think it was. Um, I stand. It used to be there's a director's chair and you sit mm-hmm. behind the monitor and stuff. But I put on one of them bracelets that track your movements. Oh, like a Fitbit. Yes. And uh, this was a jawbone. I think it was called. And which sounds sexier than it was. Sure. And uh, <laughs> it tracked your footsteps. And I was easily hitting 10,000 a day just by standing at the monitor. Because even if you're just standing there, you kind of shuffle and you move your yeah, feet. Yeah, where do they get like that number 10,000 from? I don't know, but 10, that is the standing. Yeah, my, my daughter is the same way. And she, every time she hits hit 10, that. she's like, yeah. That's the number. They're yeah. like 10,000 steps is equivalent to, I think, four, four, between four and five miles of exercise. So now you're a stander. Uh, yeah, all the time. But what also, you- like, especially on like TV, which is awkward because most TV shows are like, sit down. And mm-hmm. I hate sitting down because I look like Job of the Hut once I hit that chair. So mm-hmm. I present better standing up. Like, am I making you uncomfortable that I'm sitting? Oh, not at all. All right. Because I'm going to go. What like, kind of like, AH would I be if I'm like, everyone stand? <laughs> everyone She's be in like the room, me. everybody on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're at church. That's what it is. That would be like me being like, where's your backwards baseball cap? Where's your long coat and stuff? You got I, um, you This got is it. It's weird. It's a, I come I come kind of like in cosplay. It's almost like I come in costume because I wear your, a backwards baseball a, cap and a I wear a costume. It's a uniform. It is kind of a uniform. But like I, you know, somebody at the airport when I was flying out here was just like, "Do you dress like this all the time? Or are you shooting something right now?" And I was like, "No, this was my look before the guy in the movie." And I find it tough to give up. Like, you can't wash your hair every morning, so wearing a hat is cool. But I cannot wear it like that. You can't I, wear it forward? Desperately tried. I look you can't? like I, I look so stupid. Something just looks wrong. It makes me look double fat and twice as childish. I- so at least spinning it around, <laughs> I could go out in the world, travel and whatnot with, with the hat down. But if and you I had it forward, if you had it forward, you'd be like incognito. 
Yeah, people will be like, I, that sh- that happens when I wear a different hockey jersey. If I'm not wearing the color, like for a while I was wearing those Edmonton colors, mm-hmm. and it works like a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. <laughs> in as much as that's what people are trained to see, and they see that, and they're like, oh, you're that guy that's not a hockey player who dresses like one. I don't know what you do, but I've seen you places. <laughs> if that's not on, you got about two minutes for people like, oh, is that that guy? Instead you wear, of like you instantly half, locking. You wear your hat forward, people go, oh, that guy looks like Kevin Smith. I get a lot of that. People are always like, oh, you know, you'd look like Silent Bob. And I'm like, I get that so often. Yeah, because nobody ever <laughs> thinks they're going to run into a famous person. But I'm not famous. Like, yeah, I never you are. Yes, famous. you are. You yes, are. Well. You are famous no, I'm famous to like people like us, our age, radio people, a video game people. No, movie people. everybody knows clerks and everybody knows I, all I, your I, movies. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'd have to live are in, you high? in the me. Actually, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Is there any other way to no, be in this life? My first question was to be, how stoned are you right now? Well, that's a weird question as much as like, I'm always the same amount of stone. I sleep about four hours a night and there's generally four hours between each joint so i've done the math recently and i'm like there's always thc in my system coursing through your veins last night we did a show we were you know i'm doing shows at the helium uh, comedy club last night i did two the second show we started at 10 and we went till two in the morning so i, I seem a little like off because i'm i got rolled out of bed and they were like go talk on the radio i was like i was just talking last we're, night <laughs> so right now in my head out. i'm not even talked out because this is the only thing i do well this and foosball but the idea of like talking as much as i have over the last 24 hours i'm now finishing conversations i started like at four in the morning and stuff we get up at 2 30 i know you guys yeah, see i'm crazy. talking to you guys you're like you know what dude like I yeah no but we're in the trenches at, at two why no two sympathy. what time do you go on the air six so you, you think to... this puts itself together? <laughs> but don't you? I thought the show goes out. together like the night before. Don't we you do guys that have too. meetings? Yeah. And then you come in. That you make of these course. cats come in and We're do it again. We're the hardest working people in show business. Yeah, we, we Dude, like, in. You have no idea how much I love radio. I love it so much. I've been telling every time I go on the radio, I'm like, somebody please give me a job because I would do this and I'll stop making those movies that everybody hates so much. So please hire me for radio. Well, Nobody takes me seriously. We kind of grew up in the same area. I mean, you're from you're East Coast. Yeah, my my in laws live in Freehold. Oh, so I'm like. Almost the exact same area. I did. Right, right. I did uh, radio at the Jersey Shore, WHTG. Where is that? Neptune, New Jersey. Neptune, right oh on thirty-three. Lord, yeah, that's that's is so my neck of the woods. But I never you, had that station. What did you grow up listening to? Z one hundred. Z one hundred. Ninety-five PLJ. The Rat. Ah, uh, the Rat. The Rat was like this knuckle dragon. Maybe the, the Rat House in Belmar. Yeah. It was like this knuckle dragon, like. Hard rock, kind of typical New Jersey, like the stereotype of New Jersey rocker. That It was a little building that whenever I drove past, they had a massive antenna, but a little building. I was always like, man, I want to own that one day. Because the idea of being able to broadcast anytime you wanted was a dream come true. I, I got a body built for radio, so I've always wanted to be <laughs> in radio. And then eventually... Somebody introduced me to the notion of a podcast almost 10 years ago now. They were like, uh, have you ever listened to the Ricky Gervais podcast? And I was like, no, what is it? And they were like, it's kind of like the commentary tracks you do for your movies, but there's just no movie. They just sit around and talk to each other. And I was like, well, that's like a radio show, man. And the idea of going past a huge antenna and being like owning that one day. And we all know mm-hmm. owning a radio station is like, takes a lot of money. Yeah. It's not like, hey, so let's hobby signal, it up. Yeah. Um, but the idea of podcasting was you don't need a giant antenna. You could do your own radio show and then just put pop it up online. And so for the last, we've been doing it nine, nine and a half years, for almost the last 10 years, 
Like, I got to indulge that radio sweet tooth by just recording as many podcasts as possible. I think I do six a week at this wow. point. Wow. It's a, almost a full-time job. Yeah, like, almost, but crazy. like nobody pays you. But you do it for the passion, which yeah, I'm sure is what brought you guys in the first place. You don't need to sell sponsors. We so do. We do have ads as well. Believe me, it's not like charity. Um, once, you, once the podcast reached kind of peak popularity, it t- turned out that they weren't free. It cost me. You know, So mm-hmm. at a certain point, I was like, I hate to do this, but we're going to start putting ads on. You know, Everyone was like, ask the audience for money. But I was like, nah, that's cool. I think we were, I, if you check history, and I could be wrong, but I think we might have been the first podcast go commercial because um, it was more about money desperation. This was going back nine years. And I'd had an email sent to me by the uh, this one company after Zach and Miri, and they were like, we loved the reference to our product in the movie. Anytime you need help, write us. Love, Fleshlight. And so, <laughs> yeah. So when we were, you know, I was sitting there going, we need an advertiser, man. Like, that's how they did it in the old days. Yeah. Basically, it was like reverse engineering what everybody knows through golden age of radio and television. It's like, it's not free. Somebody has to pay for it. However, if somebody's like, you got a lot of ears listening to your thing, we may be able to move some of our product. So, you know, you meet with like-minded individuals. And I was sitting there going, well, who do you reach out for? We can't go to like Pampers or Wonder Bread. I was like, oh, I got an email from Fleshlight once. So I wrote to Fleshlight and I was like, we need a sponsor, man. Would you be like our Geritol of, of you know, right. 21 or whatever? Like the idea of one sponsor for our show. So for a year, Fleshlight was the sponsor Wow, of the like show. your title sponsor. And we, I, I'm not saying like, and because of us, the world knows about Fleshlight, but we introduced Fleshlight to hundreds of thousands of people. And, and I'm not saying we took the term mainstream, but for a good six months, all I did was talk about using a fleshlight. Oh, my God. Because they sent me a box, man. And I was like, you know, for years I was like, who would use this? And I was like, before I talk about it, I should use the product. And you've used it? Oh, multiple what? times. I probably tagged a fleshlight sent- more than my wife. I've been with my wife they- 18 years. Oh, wow. Remember, they sent us one. They sent wow. us one with vampire fangs. They sent us one the with vampire, vampire fangs, fangs. admittedly, was, is a little strange. Well, it was during the whole Twilight thing, you know? Totally. Yeah. And that it makes it even stranger because you're like, does it glisten? And, I don't and it, it came <laughs> it in what glisten. looked like a Monster Energy can. That's the cool part because you can hide <laughs> it in your car. Six with a can, though. I well, mean, not, well, no. Yes. Don't When you put it like that, it's not romantic at all. You're taking all the Taking it out to dinner first? I don't know if you have to. That's the beauty of the lifeless can. Um, but for me, it felt like a real strike back for guys. Because for, for years, women had vibrators and stuff like that. And this was like the equivalent. It's our turn. Yeah, huh? it's, it is. Finally, it's our turn. men have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're big into you know the comic books and the superheroes and stuff like that. And I love the origin stories. Mm. So your origin story. I want to know, you know, the first time somebody saw Clerks, mm. you made it yourself. You like you put a credit with, card down, with like a couple people. What you know, with your well, with your your high school friends, and you know, you put out this movie. How did I get to see it? Miramax picked it up. But how did that happen? Uh, we had a screening at Sundance in 1994. But how did you even get it there? Um, we showed it at the IFC. Boy, you're making me reverse engineer this. This yeah. is easy. Though. <laughs> um, I remember this stuff because it changed my life. I had seen Richard Linklater's movie Slacker at the Angelica Film Center, which is like an indie art house in Manhattan. And they're everywhere now, but this was like one of a kind at that point. And they were like an indie multiplex. So they had like five screens or whatever. Um, That was what I was aiming for, because that's where I saw my first indie film, uh, which was technically Richard Linklater's movie Slacker. And so I was like, this guy's singing his song, man, in Austin, Texas. I was like, that's Nowheresville. That ain't New York, and that ain't L.A., man. If he's making his movie in Nowheresville, Texas, why can't I make a movie in Nowheresville, New Jersey? It was a very empowering film. Now, had I 
had a proper education and known that Austin was the capital of Texas and home of UT and a liberal arts community where everyone makes films mm-hmm. and stuff, then I would have been disempowered because I'm like, well, of course this guy made his movie there. There's but something about being young and naive. There's something about a little ignorance can go a uh-huh. long way, man. That was just enough ignorance where I was like, okay, if he did it there, maybe I could do it there. So I went to film school very briefly for four months in Vancouver to learn how to use a camera and stuff like that, and then dropped out when I realized they were just showing me movies that I could watch at home for free. I was like, I'm going to take the rest of my tuition, put it into actually making it. So you actually flick. did go to film school, and then you dropped out? For four you- months, but it was only a nine-month program. It was one of these hit-and-run schools that they have a lot all over the country now, like the New York Film Academy, the L.A. Film Academy. This is the first of its kind. It was in Vancouver. It was the Vancouver Film School. Found an ad for it in the Village Voice, and there was a 1-800 number. They're like, call for a free package. And again, the product of a bad education. I was like, oh my God, that's only a few states away. I, I mistook Vancouver for Vermont <laughs> just because of the alliterative V. Right. And so when they sent me the package, you know, the zip code had a, like letters in it. And I was like, where is this? And it turned out to be across the country and up in Canada. So I was like, wow, I got to learn how to do this. Nobody in my world knew how to do the stuff that we didn't have a film school near us. Like now kids make movies with their iPhones and stuff. But this is going back like 23, 24 years. So I didn't wasn't surrounded by like-minded individuals. I come from a world where people don't go like you could do anything and stuff. Like my old man was wonderful human being, but he's like, you see that mountain, never climb it because it's dangerous. <laughs> and talk to people who've climbed it; they'll tell you about it. But you don't do that stuff. We were never encouraged to rise or anything like that. But I watched that movie. And I was like, well, this guy did his movie. I'm I'm gonna try to sing my song here in Jersey. And I gathered folks together after I dropped out of film school. Mm-hmm. And uh, the money that I didn't put into the tuition, I put into the production. The rest of the money was on credit cards. And then we shot Clerks. Once it was done, I was aiming for, uh, they had this thing called the IFFM, the Independent Feature Film Market. They don't really do it anymore. It was run by the uh, uh, IFP, the Independent Film Project. They still kind of exist. So uh, they have this thing where it's not a film festival, it's a marketplace where you pay 400 bucks. They give you a screening slot. And it's up to you to pack it with as many potential people as right. possible, meaning press. So you handing out flyers? Yes. And- oh, my Lord. I was standing on the corner at Housen and Mercer for like three days with Scott Moser taping like billets and handbills up to and the post. And what did it say? What did that, they were, did the they were, say? They were Xerox, handmade Xerox, and they had like one line jokes in them. So like one of them was, um, a billion Chinese can't be wrong, clerks. Like that, was, it was so existential. Uh-huh. Like we were acting as if people knew what it was. Yeah. And it had the listing of the time and the theater and stuff like that. And then, like, one that had a picture of the clown in the opening credits that was our logo, just repeated over and over again. It was kind of disturbing drawing of a clown and you know, bustier and stockings and stuff. So we put these things up, and then instantly, as you walked away, another filmmaker would cover your yeah. poster with theirs and stuff. So you were hustling. It was a marketplace. And we went to screenings during the week, and they were packed. It was awesome. But ours was at the end, Sunday, October 3rd, 11 a.m. in the morning. So it was the like, last day of the marketplace. And I was like, I think they saved the best slot for last. I think they know something about our movie, man. Again, a little ignorance goes a long way. We showed up the morning of October 3rd, 11 a.m., empty theater. Oh, no. Nobody there except me and my cast and crew. And you had put everything... All, everything you no, own. I, I put things I didn't even own. I put up a comic book collection to pay for the credit card bills that were coming in. Most of the movie was on credit cards, which means if the longer it sits on your cards, the movie goes from costing twenty seven five seventy five. You don't pay it off. That doubles in a year yeah. and then triples in another year or something wow. like that. So luckily, the movie did wind up getting bought. Um, I went to the IFFM. That did not pan out in terms of like we didn't have a full house. That was a really 
strange moment because like that was what I was heading toward. That was the goal. And once we got there, we'd failed. So my career is born in failure, which is good because it's failure all throughout and stuff like that. But I, I know what it was to be like, here it is. And it didn't happen. I sat there through the first 20 minutes of the screening of that movie. And I was like, why did I do this? Why did, who did I think I was? Yeah, why did I yourself? spend the money? And I said, why does everyone keep cursing? Like, oh, and it looks terrible. Then 20 minutes into it, I was like, you know what? You wanted this, like, so badly. You changed everything in your world. You left the country and stuff. You wanted to do this. So take it. This is the moment. It's not what you pictured it would be, but you wanted this. So suddenly the movie started playing better for me, and I was like, thank God, man. Like, I'm glad I made it and stuff. At the end of the movie... There was a guy who was sitting in the theater who was like, this movie's good, you should take it to Sundance. And we never thought about that because Sundance was for classier independent films. So uh, that guy turned out to be a big wig in indie film, Bob Hawk, who just had a movie made about him at Sundance this year. Mm -hmm. And he suggested we submit, so we submitted the flick. Um, there was, I think, what was it, 1,600 films that year or something? And where was it for? No, there's 16 slots. 14 slots, 1,600 films were submitted, and then 14 films got chosen for the competition. We wound up being one of them. Wow. But everyone in town who could distribute the movie had already seen it and stuff. So us going to Sundance wasn't like, let's sell the movie. It was like, look, we got to Sundance. So that means maybe next time we make a movie, it'll be easier to make that movie. So we went up there with no expectation except, oh, my God, what an honor to be at Sundance. And at the end of Sundance, our final screening, Harvey Weinstein from Miramax. And that's the guy. Time. I mean, is that that's yeah, that's big wigs. That's big wigs. Yeah, especially One of the most back powerful then. Men in Hollywood. Yes, um, he wound up going to the screening. He had walked out of an earlier screening of Clerks like uh, months prior. And in stuff. disgust. Yes, there was a scene in the beginning where the guy seems like he's anti-smoking, but really he's trying to sell more cigarettes uh -huh. or whatever. Harvey was a massive smoker, so that scene he was like, "I'm not watching this," and he got up and left and stuff. So my comedy got me in trouble. Almost didn't sell the film, but he come to the screening at the Egyptian, which was the last screening at Sundance that year and you would hear someone laughing at that screen it was a religious screening like it went insanely well we built up a nice head of buzz from our three previous screenings and so he was there and all throughout the screening you could hear like almost like Robert De Niro on Cape Fear like ah, yeah. ah, ah. you heard one the person one above everybody else it was him so uh, after the screening, we did this killer Q&A, and then somebody was like, you got to go across the street, man. Harvey's there, and he wants to talk about buying the movie. And so me and Scott Mosier, my producer, went across the street, sat down with Harvey Weinstein, and here he is. He's, he's like he's like the Warner Brothers, right. you know, or something like did that. Did you sign Sam a deal Bill, that day? Yeah, at the table. Wow. Like, so he had, like... He had, he had his lawyer drawn. guy there who was, he didn't know papers. It was done on a yellow legal pad. David Lindy, who then went on to run Universal years later, um, he was the guy drawing up the contract. On it. And we were up in the, you know, mountains. It's Park City in Utah. Mm -hmm. And so it's big skiing country. In the middle of doing the deal, David Lindy's nose started to bleed, and he bled on the contract because we were at altitude, and he had a little bit of altitude nose thing, <laughs> and he bled on the contract. I looked at Scott, and I was like, is this a bad or good sign? Signed in blood. Yes, this could be the most Signed metal thing that ever yeah. happened. It was so damn you, metal. And you have that? Do you have that? No, that's theirs. That's oh, their it's legal theirs. document, which now must belong to, it went from them, it was a Disney legal document because Disney owned Miramax at that mm. point, and then must have transferred to the new owners because Disney sold it a couple years ago. That's awesome. So that's that how it. that's, that's how great. that's how you yeah. wound up seeing Harvey Weinstein. When we walked into that restaurant, he was like, 
he cursed his fool head off. He was like a true vulgarian. He's like, I love that effing movie. I'm gonna put it in effing multiplexes with an effing soundtrack. You guys are gonna be all over the effing place. And we were like, effing a. Like that was the beginning. That's what of I our always career. want to know is how a guy from a small town in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I mean, Red Bank's a small place. Uh, and that was where I was born. I'm from an even smaller town. I was raised in the town of Highlands. So you haven't even heard of that town. I don't even know where that is. That is where, you ever go to Sandy Hook? Yeah. Okay, the Gateway National Park, they mm-hmm. also call it. That is the town that it's in, Highland. So I grew up in that town. It's not even a town, dude. It's a borough. I think it just gives people hope, like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it, too. Yeah. I just got to hustle. And they're absolutely right. Like The only thing is you just have to try. Most people sit there and wait for somebody else to hand them a golden opportunity. That's never going to happen. Right. Like, everyone's uh, very self-interested, and if they're not self-interested, they're going to invest in people that they feel have done something before and shown them something before right. or something like that. But nobody will know what you have to do or what you can do unless you show them what you can do. Mm-hmm. Deeds, not words kind of thing. Wow. Like, somebody just hit me up on Twitter, and, uh, you know, I guess I put up a tweet about the Suicide Squad trailer. I was like, this looks amazing or whatever. And I'm supposedly not allowed to have opinions about movies because I also make well, movies, so that ask, opens you up I for a hit you. in a big, bad way. And this guy wrote on Twitter, he goes, um, you sure have a lot of opinions about movie, good movies considering you've never made one. You know, and I wrote back, well, then we're both, we're a lot alike then. Right. Because he wrote about movies too. But the difference is, Every day I try to make one. It's not enough to just sit there and be like, you know what they should have done? They don't make good movies. I kind of it's put my money where my mouth I was going to say, you put it out there. I put, and whether or not they're quote unquote good, you know, it's like that's relative and, and subjective to the audience. Yeah. Doing rather than just sitting around and being, you know what's wrong with this world? You got to bring change yourself. And people hate that sometimes. Some people are inspired by it. Some people are like, there's a guy from nowhere from this little town. He went on. Like, that could happen to me. Some people get threatened by that because the world is like a real crab pot. The moment you reach for something better, reach to the top. Everyone wants to yank you down because yeah. misery loves company. If you excel, they're reminded that, like, well, he's an idiot, and I could have done the same thing, but I just sat around talking and stuff. So it goes both ways. You get yeah. people who are inspired by you, and then you get people who are like, ah, from hell's heart, I stab at thee. <laughs> because unlike you know, like Ben Affleck, they're like, well, I could never be him. He's beautiful and talented. But they could have easily been Kevin Smith. You know, if they just instead of sitting around talking about other people, they do it. They do it. Did it. Well, yeah. then their jealousy is ugly. So then yeah, and, and I get it. I'd be the same person, man. If like my stuff didn't take off, and I have moments like that myself, where I sit around and see other people in the media. I'm like, why them? Why not me? And stuff. It happens. That's human nature, right. particularly yeah. when you're self-expressing. You're already that kind of ah that's just like everyone needs to know what I think. Mm-hmm. So that immediately makes you delicate. Delicate as an egg, man, as a Fabergé egg, because you're willing to talk about everything else, but you gotta get take it back and i don't know any artist or any self-expressor that's not like ow you know everybody hates it doesn't matter how hard somebody comes to you how soft they come at you nobody wants to be told you're bad and so you know we all react in the kind of same jumpy way even though you know i could sit there and be like well i've done all these things and i've been doing it and why should i care but still underneath it all there's a, you know the person that's like, am I any good at this? Like I'll right. be asking myself that question until I die, and hopefully somebody after I'm dead will say, well, yeah, yeah, I was good at it. That keeps you sharp, actually. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kevin Smith is here. Uh, you can stick around through the break. Absolutely. I will right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back more Kevin Smith, and we'll talk more about his uh, shows tonight at Helium Comedy Club mm-hmm. and his opinions on a couple things, including uh, the new Ghostbusters trailer, which I know you got some heat for. I did. I got heat for everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, more Pay Kevin attention. Smith next. I know. Boy, a lot of activity out there, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, Does that, I mean, that's that. You talk about that sort of thing? Sure. 
Um, that's, uh, that's Kevin Smith, by the way. Yeah. Hello. Kevin uh, Smith's at the uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight. And Andy, who brought me here, who works the club, and it, it's his place, uh, you know, he dropped me off last night at the hotel. We went till 2 in the morning. So he dropped me off late and then picked me up early. And, and he was like, I'm going to bring you to Rizzuto's show. And I said, dude, I can take a cab. I can, like, Uber over. Don't worry. Like, get some sleep. And he goes, no, I'll be there for you. So he was here at 8 in the morning to pick me up. So he couldn't have got but four hours sleep. Um, well, it's crazy. In the middle of you talking about, you know, how clerks got made, I, I saw him out of the corner of my eye walk out of the room. And then we have a big window. And it's behind where Kevin is. And I just saw him go down. Oh, yeah. He passed out. And I thought he tripped. My God, that he tripped. And then our, our poor intern, Quattro, over there, she comes running out. And then uh, Gino, the head engineer, he runs in and starts waving his arms. And now there's paramedics out there. It's a, it's a scene. You're just going to have to stay here. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to stay here. Well, be careful what you wish for. I didn't want to get it like this, but <laughs> Sorry, I'll take the radio uh, job. It's Saturday afternoons, but <laughs> I'll as long as that's okay. Drive time. So yeah. Helium Comedy Club tonight, uh, you have two shows. I feel shows. weird talking about it because Andy's on a stretcher he out there. He wants you to sell tickets. That's true. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if you go out there and talk to him, what was he saying? Hey, oh, yeah. I, uh, is Kevin okay? Is everything cool? <laughs> Which is ridiculous. I'm like, dude, I didn't know that. Is Kevin okay? Man, I feel bad. I, and I feel responsible because if no. he didn't have to... What did to, you do to him? I, he brought me home last night and then he had to bring me here this morning. And if he didn't have to do that, he might be sleeping right now as opposed to on the stretcher. I feel kind of... Either way, he's getting a I carry a, a lot of Catholic guilt, that's true. He is getting a nap. I know, that's, but not the right way. That's a good dude, man. There he goes. Uh, that's a good dude, and he's a hard-working dude, too. He said he said he didn't go to bed last night. He just hasn't slept. That's what I, when he was talking to the AMT, is asking him the questions. Scary questions, too. You see, like, in a movie where they're like, what's your name, where are you from, where are you, and stuff. And he got them all right. I was like, he's getting 100. But, uh... <laughs> they, so they, they ask Andy, and he's like, I'm here with Silent Bob. And they're like, nah, no, you, uh... <laughs> like, Who, why are you here? He's like, I brought Kevin James with me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lord. Take him away. Um, so I, yeah, boy, that's I, I feel I feel bad. He'll be all right. He's in good hands. I don't know. He went down, man. Like hard. He, he was saying hard. the uh, the EMT asked him. He's like, did you put your hands out? But he didn't remember. But the people no. around him were like, no, no he went no. dead weight. He just well, he's got down. the neck brace on. Yeah, it does. Ah, it sucks. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good dude. He's yeah. a good. Yeah. He's a really good dude. I worked with him in Buffalo and here. He yeah, it's a great out. comedy club, by the way, Helium. Yeah. It's a really cool place. Mm. And what do you do? You just, you know, spin yarns, tell stories? Yeah, kind of like what I was just doing before while Andy was passing out. Mm. <laughs> and everybody was reacting to it. And what a pro I was. I was just looking forward. Me too. <laughs> I, was like, I, mean, we were, I was locked in. It was, it was weird. And I saw the hubbub behind me, but I'm like, I can't, it must not have anything to do with it. I had no idea that the guy who brought me was hitting the deck. Yeah, we turn off the microphones. I'm like, Andy's passed out. Paramedics <laughs> <laughs> are on the way. No, no big worry. Holy crap. Do you consider yourself, and we got a couple minutes left, do you consider yourself the king of the nerds? No, not at all. Um, Who's but, the king of the nerds? You're up there. Stanley has to be the king of the nerds. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody at this point knows Stanley's name. Even my mom goes, uh, oh, Stanley wasn't in that movie, so it can't be Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, Stanley, I would say definitely the king of the nerds. And, and will remain so for all time. You've, cer you've certainly been knighted. You've been, I'm in the court. Sure. That's yeah. I get to be the crown <laughs> What do you think the point sort of. was where nerds became cool? Um, I think I think it I think it was the day everybody realized that there's no difference between passionate enthusiasm for sports and passionate enthusiasm for entertainment. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. Like when I was growing up, sports were treated as like, oh, that's legitimate. Sports is like being a doctor 
or being a sport like you know that you could build a career off of that sort of thing and it wasn't until i got older in life like what things that i liked were always like comic books that's for children movies grow up and stuff like that and when i got older i realized there's no difference between a sports fan and a comic book fan like you're both fans of people in colorful costumes who wear masks who go out there and fight their villains and mm -hmm. stuff hoping to win and neither means anything. Like, you know, we love sports, right? But it's not like, and if they win this game, the earth is saved by, from Galactus. Right, unless you are on the team. Yeah. It's still good guys versus bad guys. And it's still a, just a game. It doesn't mean anything. You know, it means something if you love the game, but it doesn't, like, ultimately. And you say this, it's opening day I know. St. Louis. I know. I'm really, everyone in the room's looking tongue. at me like you're you dead to us. <laughs> uh, will there be an opening day in this frame? It's supposed to clear up by three. Okay. Um, I And I certainly, I love, uh, believe me, I'm a hockey enthusiast, so I understand passion and love for sports. But ultimately, winning a game doesn't change how the world works. They're, they do games all the time mm -hmm. in every different sport and stuff. And it's no different than comic books. They make a lot of comic books, and none of them change the world, really. They just make people in the world happy. Right. And that's a trickle-down well, kind is. of, yeah, same exact thing. So I think... Once uh, there was enough of us who were passionate, enthusiastic, and could be heard. You could hear from sports people for years and years because they have very loud voices and mm -hmm. stuff. And there are lots of places to talk about sports, including sports radio, sports TV shows. But with the advent of the internet, all of us could find each other. And the, the geek voice or the voice of fandom right. of you know genre, of movies, of comics, and all that stuff, pop culture, became equally as loud as the voice of sports fandom. And now it's legitimate. Now your mom knows who Ant-Man is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. like, that's that's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, how did you wind up with a David Backus jersey? Somebody's wanted to know. What, explain that. Uh, blues jersey. Oh, the, yes. Jersey, uh, it was a gift to me when I was doing a show here in St. Louis. All right. And somebody... More put, than one person asked me And I wore it for, for years. Uh -huh. um, it was, uh, oddly enough, like I have a lot of affection for the Blues in terms of hockey history. They have a very charming hockey history. Um, and they're an integral institution in the NHL. Uh, but... The, this honestly, it, I looked good in it. Like I looked good in that blues alt jersey and stuff. So I would say the blue note is a, as far as hockey. Wasn't logo the note though? This was the other. This is the this one is that the had the arch. It has the arch on it. Oh, the third, the the logo? jersey, yeah. yeah, with the with the the laces up top. Oh yeah, that is a cool looking jersey. Yeah. I love that jersey. Well, they're, supposedly they're coming out with another one for the outdoor game next year. Really? Yeah. So is this throwback jersey? I would assume so, but I don't know that. Uh, for have you sure. been to an outdoor game yet? I went to the one in Los Angeles, which doesn't like it counts, but to me, that it doesn't, doesn't count. Really it count. was it yeah. wasn't warm that weekend. It was incredibly warm. It I was, was in I was in LA that weekend. Dodger Stadium. Um, they're worried about the ice melting. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. did a little bit. Yeah. And it was puddly. Mm -hmm. I saw John Hamm at that game, who's a massive oh, Blues fan. Oh, St. Louis yes. Zone, John Hamm? John uh -huh. Hamm, John Hamm, huh? Yes. He, he did that awesome commercial about the Blues for the yeah, NHL. That's right. Where yeah. he like, rattled off incredible hockey history. Now, he's a really a fan, though. He is a hardcore Yeah, you got to come he's back legit. to town for the uh, Blues Blackhawks. That's, well, I wear this jersey, which is my face on it, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, kind of taken off of the Blackhawks logo. Yeah, yeah. And I was on stage last night talking about going like, you know, I'm kind of gutless at heart. I'm really a creature of fear. And my whole career is based on like, well, that scares me. So let me try to do it so I can become a stronger person and stuff like that. And somebody tweeted me after the show. They're like, you're not gutless, dude. Bravest thing you ever did was wear a jersey looks like Chicago and St. Louis. Yeah, true. <laughs> I didn't know there was a hardcore Screw you, Smith! Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank the Lord there was none of that. But I didn't know that there was the ha hardcore rivalry with the Hawks. Really. Oh, oh yeah, time, that's yeah. your Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And and playoffs round one, we face them starting on Wednesday. Really, Blues yeah. Blackhawks. Yeah, but it's been a good year for both teams. Mm -hmm. Sure has. But one yeah. of those teams is always very good at the playoffs. Yeah, one stop of it. <laughs> you stop no, it. last year, last year we had one of our listeners. Huh. And we paid for it. Get a tattoo that said. 
Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues 2016. 2015. Or 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so. And they got knocked out the first round, and people blamed us for the Blues losing. So, <laughs> oh, we we're not going to do that this year. We didn't do it this year. <laughs> we're not going to do that this year. That's what, a commitment, though, man. I mean, I guess you could easily make a five, a six, so you've got wiggle room there. Yeah. And up. you also get 2025 because you can make the, the one or two later on. So there's like three bites at that apple. <laughs> but it, it really up, is assuming that the Blues are going to bring it home. The picture of it wound up going viral, and it was like, look at this. This idiot and with the tattoo it went to canada it went around the world yeah it's not yeah. a little tattoo it took it's, whole, it's like massive. a cat. It's on his leg and it's like really? yeah, it's yeah. this big it's a blue logo with a, is with he a cup. married does he already have somebody or does he have to yeah, eventually was, explain no, that no he to was somebody. actually married because we we said hey send us one sentence on why you should get this tattoo we'll pick our favorite and give the tattoo and that guy's sentence that he won was we could have sex with his wife yep <laughs> oh really we didn't, yeah. but he was willing offer, to cuckold himself all four of us he said all four of us. But the cuckold times four? <laughs> I, what I is think... that, cubed? A cubed cuckold? Yeah, it was a cuckold cubed, yeah. Turns Absolutely. out she's a great kisser. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, one last thing before we let you go, because uh, we got to take our final break of the morning and make yes. way for the guy broadcasting from Ballpark Village for opening day. Um, and congrats, St. Louis, on opening day. I know that's a big, a big, big day deal. Here. Yeah. It's a big day here. The new Ghostbusters trailer, yeah. I know you were... Not Quite. even. I, no, here it is. Like You can actually listen to me talk about it. And I was like, look, all these people involved can make a funny movie, and I doubt that this movie is bad. I think based on pedigree of all involved, this movie's going to be funny. I was like, but whoever cut this trailer needs a talking to. Like They didn't choose the funniest stuff. This was a weak foot to put out there. So if it was a review of anything, it was a review of the, the trailer, and that's not even reviewing the editor because the editor is controlled by the studio going, put right. this in, put this in. And people online turn that into like Kevin Smith eviscerates Ghostbusters and rips it a new one and all these like really clickable clickbait mm -hmm. headlines. And so you'd imagine after that, I'd be like, well, I'll know not to fall into that trap again. But, you know, I do this show called Hollywood Babylon every week where all we do is talk about entertainment. And, you know, we make jokes, too. So they're like, "Ooh, these are great poll quotes, particularly in the case of. Batman v Superman, which I liked, but I read all over the internet how much I hated it. Like, Kevin Smith hates well, Batman v Superman. I had read that you went to see it a second time with yes. Jason Mewes, and it was the second time you saw it. Yes. That Isn't that weird that it. you know like that I even saw it, I let know. alone how I felt about it twice? <laughs> I know. And that shows you, like, you know, we live in a clickbait world where somebody's like, look, it counts as news. Why? Like, the, one guy I, who makes I movies saw another movie? I want to know what you think. Why, though? Because you're the king of the nerd. No, man, that's Stan Lee. Let's find out what he thought about Batman v Superman. That'd be interesting. I'm sure he didn't like it. I don't know. I don't. I wonder, man. He's He's got a big heart. He's like Jason Mewes. Jason Mewes is a guy who's never read a bad comic book. And we would give him the really bad comic books that we didn't want. And, you know, you're talking about buying comics in the just days for a, a buck fifty. So if you're giving it away, man, you know it hurt and stuff. Right. So we didn't come from money or anything. But you have to give him the books from Marvel did this, like, New Universe series of books. And there was a book called Strike Force Moratorium. It was a like, really terrible book. I gave him all that run of Strike Force. I was like, here you go, dude. Because he was, as much as I was poor, he was way poorer and stuff. Next day, he comes in. He read all of them. I was like, what would you think? And he was like, it was in color. It was amazing. <laughs> like, the dude's never read a bad comic book. I, that's why I liked going to see Batman v Superman with him, because he wasn't looking at it through like, oh, they could have done this, and why didn't they do this? He didn't pick it apart. He was just like, we got to see parademons, dude, in a movie. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Sometimes you're seeing parademons in a movie is enough. And then I got fried on the internet for changing my opinion. They're like, he's a lackey who belongs to oh, Warner Brothers. God. They got to him. There was one tweet that made me laugh. It was like, did they get you? Blink if you're hurt. Uh, oh, but it was like, can I 
I just changed my opinion. Like I saw the movie twice, and the first time I saw it, I here I didn't really change my opinion. I liked it both times. But one thing I said about the first viewing was like I didn't see where the heart was. It didn't seem to have much heart. It had a lot of spectacle, but no humor and heart. And then when I saw it the second time with Muse, I was like, oh, the heart is in the viewer because like I had a moment with Muse where we were like parademons, and so you know there was heart, heart enough for me and stuff. And then people were like, he's got a heart on and stuff like that. It started like tearing me apart uh, for yeah. flipping the script and like for changing my opinion. And there was one internet story I was reading where they're like, of course, people are entitled to change their opinion on a second viewing, except him. Like, you know, essentially I couldn't or whatever. But again, I didn't change my opinion. I liked the movie both times. But the first time I talked about on Hollywood Babylon, you're in a comedy club and we're making jokes. And of course, I'm like, ping, 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 ping in the movie. But ultimately, I was like, I like this movie. Ben's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And still they turned it into like Smith hates Smith tears it apart. And then when I said I liked it, they were like, Smith has reversed and stuff. Was, <laughs> People are allowed to change their opinions. Yep. Yeah, sure are. Totally. And sure believe me, I'm evolve. not complaining, dude. I was sitting on, uh, these sound like, these are not problems. These are real first world problems. I was like standing on the stage last night talking about like one time, uh, you know, I was at San Diego Comic Con and J.J. Uh, Abrams took my entire audience. It was like the worst moment of my life and blah, blah, blah. And then three questions later, a guy stands up and, and talks about losing his uh, infant child uh, and how listening to the oh, podcast boy. got him through it and suddenly you're like yeah my my problem is perspective yeah, yeah. big time big time and he also with the perspective also handed me like a compliment as much as he was just like right. what got me through was listening to your stuff so thank you That's i awesome. cried last night man at the club like you're not supposed to cry in a comedy club it's antithetical to what it's supposed to be but uh i i couldn't help it man it's kind of moving and those shows are like that people don't come out just to laugh man they come out because they're inspired or they come out because they're like, mm -hmm. I want to do what you do. How'd you do it? And so it's an, it's not like we just get on stage and I do a show at you. You're part of the show as well. It's awesome, man. Thank All right, you. Kevin Smith, dude, I wish we had like four hours to talk. Yeah. I'll, I'll be back because this is not far. This is not over. And uh, I'll be, and this play, they like me at this club, so, and, and I have to come back to check on Andy. Find more Rizzuto Show Rewinds at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. It's time to eat like a king. That's why you need to head over to Heavy Smoke Barbecue and eat like a king. That's right. You got to try my sandwich, the King Scott sandwich, and it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's sliced brisket, pulled pork, queso, white sauce, and smoky applesauce served on a pretzel bun. Chris over there at Heavy Smoke has outdone himself. He's made this sandwich absolutely delicious. It's a masterpiece. You got to give it a try. And in fact, a ton of you have. That's the reason it's on the menu now, and it's staying on the menu permanently thanks to all you. Again, thank you for going to Heavy Smoke. They're the only two-time world barbecue champions in St. Louis, so it's absolutely incredible to be a part of this and to have something uh, named over there with the best barbecue in the entire world right here in our backyard. It's very awesome. So go visit the amazing folks over at Heavy Smoke Barbecue, or you can order online at heavysmokebbq.com and check them out for catering as well. They have an incredible caterer. They will come up with a custom plan just for you. So go to heavysmokebbq.com or head over to Heavy Smoke Barbecue. That's heavysmokebbq.com. If you are suffering from facial pain, drainage, pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time to take control. It's time to figure out what's going on with you. Take action by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center. With their balloon sinus dilation procedure, it's easier than going to the dentist and it's proven to be as effective as traditional sinus surgery. Not to mention that traditional surgery, it's very painful. Take control. 314 314- 
for relief That's 314-4-RELIEF or stlsinuscenter.com. Don't be complacent. Make the call. Make a change because there's an option for you. Feel better and have a better quality of life. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. All right, that's it for us. Donnie Fandango is next. How about a, uh, how about a nice love letter before we leave? Okay. Something, a something, love letter. A love letter to the show. Something nice or something positive here. Something nice. Here we go. Love letter to the show. All right, this is sent over from Steve. You guys have a good time today? I had, man, a, I had a great time. time. You guys yep, have a good time yes. today? I appreciate your you nice know, I hope you guys listen to had a great time, too. A bit. I hope yeah. everybody had, had great, so much fun. Steve, Steve had a great time. He says here, starts it off with Jesus, a proclamation. So Jesus. All right. Jesus, what a good show, right? Jesus. You said it, man. Jesus, it's Monday. Thank you guys for Jesus, making what a great show. For making yeah. my drive yep. to work. Yeah. Uh, then he, I'm sure Steve works. Yeah, and then he goes on to say, uh, send the brats to time out and move on with the show. Please stop the decline of your show. Once you were inter- or you were interesting to listen to. Now it's just a painful experience akin to driving carpool for 12-year-olds. Wow. Wait. I thought this was going to be a good letter. Uh, sorry, Wait. Riz. I should have warned you. Steve? I'm sad. Steven? Steve. Wait, the Steve I know? The Steve you know. The Steve I know would never say anything oh, bad about yeah, this Oh, yeah, he would. I'm yes, sure, he would. I'm sure the people like, in his life Wait, you know, it's like I don't even know think he's Steve a beacon anymore. of light to them. You know what I mean? Doesn't Steve always write us nice things? No, Steve usually writes us hateful, despiteful things almost every time he emails us. Oh, so he's still oh, Which is weird. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. What a so, good man. Hey, you know what? He's Hey, he's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. He's still the same old Steve. Steve. Doesn't sound like a you miserable know what, human either. No, Moon, we love Steve. I, I didn't love say Steve. I didn't love Steve. I love Steve. Steve, I'm going to turn you Speaking with my love. Jesus. That's it. I'm going to turn you with a... I'd like to date Steve, to be honest with you. <laughs> I wish, I wish <laughs> you the best. I, like him. I wish Steve the best, too. I do, too. And I appreciate the criticism. I will review my brat-like tendencies. I hope, Steve... That every time you listen to this program, you're tortured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Riz. Steve's just trying to make. I us hope there's people. no other radio station for you. We're just trying to help you out, Steve. Maybe Steve's like a masochist. Maybe he just loves the pain. Remember that, that one a... time you tuned into a radio show and you didn't like it? What did you do the next day? I listened the next day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Steve, hate you as a listener. Really, I love you. Keep thanks listening, for, buddy. Thanks Thank for you. being there, man. Thank you so much. You're a poet. Thank with you your all. Words. I love you all equally. Actually, Steve, a little more. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Five for uh, doing the blog and the socials, a lot of stuff. Thank you, Five. Uh, Moon Man, what do we got, real quick? Everything that we covered today, uh, definitely check out the Sexy Time Fun Facts that's on the blog and uh, that uh, sex toy review that Mr. Patrico had for us. That was a that was an interesting one. Certainly Not according a, to Steve. Steve hated it. No, Steve hated everything. <laughs> Steve hated it. Every, Moon, you're in timeout. I really encourage every single person, except for Steve, to check out the blog. <laughs> no, 1057 <laughs> thepointcom slash Steve. <laughs> Patrico, video the Steve. <laughs> Well, the video for Steve today, uh, and actually all this week, Steve's videos will be uh, gym fails in honor of Steve the Olympic fails. trials. Maybe there should that be Steve car crash. Also loves. <laughs> no, it's going to be gym fails, uh, and gym fails. We're not talking about Jim. We're talking about Steve. <laughs> you hurry up, Steve's mom's waiting for him. Listen, today is the first time. That I have not watched the video. I've just sent it over to Five to post up All there. Right. Because the title says this. Girl breaks both ankles doing floor routine. Oh, oh no. No, 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 no. I haven't watched it. She's going to watch it. That's okay with Steve. I just, I just <laughs> sent it right over to Five, and she'll have it posted right now at 1057thepoint.com slash we love you, Steve.
I'd like to have Steve come down and just produce the show for a day. Let's see what <laughs> Steve's good, got. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, let's day see off. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> just make us better. How about Steve. Uh, Wednesday? I got a lot to do. All right, tomorrow on the show we're going to make our uh, real or fake Steves, and uh, <laughs> we have some Steves to give out too. So we'll have a we'll have a dumbass Steve for you. Okay. I think Steve's in next, you. isn't he? <laughs> Sounds good. Steve's up next. Sounds <laughs> good. Steve is coming in. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, Steve. Steve! Steve! Rewind. Find more Rizzuto Show Rewinds at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Hey, it's Moon here, and more good news for you from our friends over at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, locally owned and family owned since 1976. At all 42 Dobbs store locations, when you buy three select Cooper tires, you'll get the fourth Cooper tire absolutely free. That's right, absolutely free. When you buy three select in-stock Cooper tires, you'll get the fourth tire free. Better yet, you can enjoy even bigger savings on your new set of Cooper tires up to $70 more when you combine your buy three, get the fourth free deal with one of two other October Cooper tire rebates. Be sure to click on go to Dobbs.com for all the details. Then drive in and let Dobbs' professional team of tire technicians expertly install your new Cooper tires. And when you're on the Dobbs website, go to Dobbs.com. Be sure to check out all of Dobbs' fantastic deals on expert auto service. With money being so tight for all of us, if you need new tires and you need them now, don't miss out on the Cooper Tires Buy 3, Get the 4th Free Saving Special. Where? From the good people and good business neighbors over at Dobbs. Make plans to go to Dobbs.com or one of Dobbs' 42 convenience store locations today. Hey there, podcast weirdos. It's Riz with Pat from Mattress Direct. Dude, you always got something going out of Mattress Direct. Um... Tell us what's going down this month. Yeah, man. Two new things that are happening at Mattress Direct this month. The brand new Beautyrest Black Luxury Hybrid mattresses are on the way. They're the most advanced Beautyrest mattress ever. But that also means that we got to make room for them. So the mm-hmm. ones that we had from last year, all the 2021, 2020 models are all on clearance. And so what's normally a $2,500 mattress that we sell for $1,500, I mean, they're selling them for $750, $800 bucks to get them out of the way to get the new ones in. So if I got a truck, I could just pull up to a mattress mattress direct and get a mattress today you can take it home with you tonight sleep better tonight feel better tomorrow you know i know there are a lot of people that are still sleeping on the mattresses that they had in high school that's all shaped like a u it's all like bowed out springs are sticking out nobody's getting a great night's sleep that way no man if you sleep six hours a night that's a quarter of your life and like people just don't think about using a mattress every single night the way they think about the shoes that they wore to work i mean you wouldn't go run a marathon in a pair of flip-flops no why would you want to sleep a whole night on a mattress that doesn't fit your body. Go see a sleep specialist at Mattress Direct today. Bring a truck and get a mattress today. Take it home. STLMattressDirect.com, STLMattressDirect.com. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Hey, we got a guest in the studio, that guy over there. That's Woo. a host of mentalist. Yeah. yeah. Hey, buddy. Man. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me on. So, uh, so man, you're, you got your suitcase here and everything. I mean, you're... You're heading out of town. Straight to the airport, hitting the tarmac right after this. So you may know O's. I mean, he's been uh, everywhere. I mean, America's got talent. You came in third place. Third place. That's amazing. The bronze. Who uh, who beat you? Uh, Paul Zerden, ventriloquist, gentleman named Drew Lynch, who is known as the stuttering comedian. So you those... got beat by a ventrilo- uh, ventriloquist? <laughs> those damn dummies. God damn it. You damn it. He had a peeing baby. He's a nice guy. But yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you compete with that? Yeah, you really can't. Really... Everybody loves magic. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you got, you got your thing. Your thing is magic. Everybody loves magic. Everybody is happy when you walk in the room. Generally speaking, except for maybe my wife. Everybody else. Yeah. yeah. 
So he's been on like uh, the Today Show a bunch of times and various radio programs. And this is what you do for a living. You go around and do these corporate events. This is it. Yeah, last night I was at Edward Jones' event, big Edward Jones' event next door to here. I'm staying not even a block away. It was meant to be. It was meant to be for uh, 105.7 The Point. What did your parents think? When you said you were going to go into magic, like you, magic was going to be your life, because <laughs> I'm sure they wanted greater things for you. They were like, "Yeah, that's a good hobby for a doctor." Uh, no, I actually did this throughout <laughs> high school. I did this to pay for college, so there's a big catch. Twenty two. I got an engineering degree by doing this all the time at events. I worked at a Mongolian barbecue restaurant at University of Michigan, doing gigs left and right. Got my degree, worked on Wall Street, and then ended up leaving the normal day job to do this full-time. Ah, that's a real success story. So I mean, to answer, so, my parents didn't care that much at that point because they're like, you're paying the bills? Good. That's a, that's great. Yeah. You paid your way through college. That's all a, I did, yeah. an engineering degree, would you actually, do you use that for your magic in any way? I can screw in a light bulb pretty effectively as an electrical <laughs> engineer, and that's the limit of the education. But uh, no, I don't, I think the same concept of reverse engineering, the way people think, Instead of applying it to engineering problems, that's what I now do with my show. How are you going to fool people? How do you get inside someone's head? How do you know what they're going to think before they even think it? What was the first trick you learned? First trick I ever bought was called the rising card. You have somebody pick a, a card, put it back in the deck, they put their hand out, and the card just rises out levitates. of the deck, levitates. What? Yep. And that was the first... He's already fascinated. Yep. Yeah. This guy over here, you show him something shiny, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can I sell that? <laughs> but it's something, okay, so you learn this trick and you practice and you practice and you practice and you practice. Endlessly. And that's how you get good at magic is the repetition of so the, the doing the one trick over and over and over again. It's got to get improved. It's kind of different between what's known as magic and mentalism, which is what I've become known for. Mentalism is almost like magic of the mind. So mm -hmm. instead of doing sleight of hand, exactly what you said, practice over and over and over till your fingers are fast and you know how to do moves. Mentalism, there's almost nothing quick about your hands. It's knowing how people think and it looks like you're reading their minds or influencing their decision making. The thing about that is you could get it wrong over and over and over and you'll probably quit doing it or you'll start to learn how to improve. There's a lot fewer mentalists than there are magicians. Right. Much, much fewer. So who are your influences as far as, all right, so street magicians? Well, David Blaine is the legend, man. The He's the guy. He's the godfather. He launched the whole movement of street magic and things of that sort. And looking at people's reactions instead of looking at the performer, then, you know, the greats, Houdini, Copperfield but, but is still legends. what David Blaine does. I mean, I, I've seen his specials yep. and stuff. And he does the, you know, the card tricks and the levitation tricks. But a lot of his stuff was like endurance stuff. Like out I'd, there, yeah. I'd be, you know, in a, in a block of ice for, you know, four days, or, you know, I'm going to stand on this post right. for a week. But he gets you is talking. That magic, though? No, definitely not magic, but I think it, it, whatever gets you talking. And That's the like, fact is that, he, can he survive? Right. Yeah, the more entertaining stuff to me is the is not their survival stuff. It's the on-the-street stuff where he turns around with a deck of cards and throws it against a window of a store, and, and all of a sudden one of the cards that somebody picked out is stuck to the other side of the wall. Right. That's the stuff That's that makes amazing. me go, Psh. And uh, Penn and Teller? I just saw them. I was just in Vegas, saw them a week ago. That's some good stuff there, Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller are very entertaining. I mean, they're they're just a unique duo. Nobody's ever done what they did. Nobody has been able to emulate it or fake it. They are one of a kind, true originals. Now, as far as mentalists go, yep. who are your, your people? So that's the thing. Right now, there's a big opening. What you just said is 
the nature of the beast, the void. Nobody in this country is known as the mentalist. Where if I said to you right now, who's the street magician? Bam, you said David Blaine. Mm -hmm. you, you say kind of the rock magician, Chris Angel. There's that void where nobody has the mentalist that everybody thinks of. Mm -hmm. that, that's the void I'm hoping to fill. There's a lot of people that I look up to, but you would never know them because mentalists have never become as famous. In the UK, there's a guy named Darren Brown, who's a legend. Everybody knows him in... in in the UK here he's never really have you heard of him no so he's, he hasn't really broken fully in the States but there he's unreal he's done crazy TV specials shows in London uh, he's one of the people I would say I emulate a lot hmm. what's uh, I see you got an envelope over there brought a little something I'm a giver envelope describe it to everybody it's a priority mail envelope fully sealed up yeah that is I mean it's a, yeah. it's a USPS yeah. sealed. the Riz sign it yeah you sign it Postal service, priority mail, flat rate envelope. Let's get all the boys. Is Everybody, it sealed? Is that sealed? Red, 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 sign it. See if a mark over there, sign it. Use that orange highlighter, whatever you want. Sharpie, right. sign it. We're on the front, anywhere? Surprise me. Sign my chest. See if it's fake or real. <laughs> don't ask me. I yeah, always get it wrong. That's on Tuesdays. And hey, that do not make your signature out, bigger than mine. Okay, I'll make it smaller. <laughs> that's what she said. I'm, hey. the I'm the John Hancock of this show. My signature is bigger than all. And then sign on the other side, right by where it's sealed. So nobody thinks I can slip something in there. Like any, any, yeah, right yeah. Get dirty. Get it, Jeff. I got it, sir. You know, we do not open that until the end of the show. So, Riz, you hold on to that. Hold that. <laughs> and make sure I don't put anything in. I can't take anything uh, out. I can't right switch here. to a new envelope, can I? It's going to be That's real tough. There. That's over there, right there. Yeah, there. Nobody can walk past I was going to say, you can't go over there. You yeah, get shot. you can't. You do. You have to say permission to come aboard, and I normally say no. There's a bear trap right where he set it into. You can't see it, radio leaves viewers. Over there. I put leaves over here, and then you walk over the leaves, and there's spikes at the bottom. Got that from that's an episode of Gilligan's Island. It works it every time. You know, Moon met uh, Owes the Mentalist at some corporate gig. We sent him down to Florida, and, yeah. I mean, his mind was blown. Yeah, I called you afterwards, and I was like, dude. I'm st I'm still pissed because I'm trying to figure out how this one works. I'm one of those guys that goes and I can't enjoy anything because I'm trying right. to dissect it. I'm trying to like catch you messing up or, mm -hmm. or something. And the whole time I was just like, this is obnoxiously good. Obnoxiously what? good. It you, you did that thing with the wallet and it was hooked in. It I, you know what? I it's impossible so to describe. It's it, funny. And this is a guy that has verbal diarrhea and he can't. Certainly, it's true. Yeah. I, That's I the quote going on the front of my website. He is obnoxiously <laughs> good. We have Moon. My, myself and my wife, huge America's Got Talent fans, and yeah. you were on, and nice. it was the best because every single time after you're done, the judges stand up and start clapping, and my wife every time goes, "Son of a bitch! I don't know how he did it." <laughs> That's like the reaction. You only, you're like, how, how, how? This is how. But again, it's not it's not sleight of hand stuff. It's not the the magician stuff that you see it's the mental stuff and you know that um you know you're talking about engineering uh tricks and all that this is like psychology this is psychological magic big time and, and it messes with you it's because amazing. you realize that you're manipulating or you're doing something or you're just damn near magic and it's it's a mind it's a mind game the thing you did with the uh the, the cutting the paper and uh, Stern Oprah. was Oprah. thinking about Oprah's yeah. face or something. Oh, that yeah. Was go to, go, yeah, we'll link some of his videos on our blog, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. I mean, people that do what I do, kind of other mentalists, that was what really came out of it, other than obviously mass appeal. But they, I got a lot of props from people that know what I do in the industry because mm -hmm. they knew how risky I took big chances on that show. Well, you where, got to. You have to. Where literally you're sitting with the producers, they're saying there's going to be about 14 million people watching live. There's uh, on air 6,200 people in the audience, and they go, well, what if this happens? And I go, oh, 
then I screw up. Right. And then they just look at me <laughs> blank face and they're like, well, what do you do? And I go, yeah, I sit there looking like an idiot. It better not happen. And they, they couldn't grasp because, you know, it's things like ladders and motorcycle jumps, things that are dangerous. They, they have a margin of error. Mm-hmm. And some of the things I did, they go, well, what if Howard Stern doesn't say that? And I go, well, he will. And they're like, how do you know? What if he doesn't? Exactly. And I go, well, you got to trust me. That's going to be the show. And uh, they couldn't believe a lot of what was going on that you would, I would actually attempt to do it. Have you ever worked a crowd and you do this amazing trick and somebody stands up and goes, I know I did that. I know. Not usually. I know I did that. So with a heckler, things like a heckler yeah. in a comedy show, how do you handle certain you hecklers? You saw him in half. That yeah. That's it. That's Get exactly right. right. You've done for, that twice. For real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to our last intern, Is actually. That, yeah. Oh, wow. Heard Way that story. All right. It's a magic bullet. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong gun. Yeah. How do you handle a heckler? So I've, the way the hecklers generally tend to work with mentalists as opposed to comedians is they want one of two things. They want attention. Same thing as at a comedy show. Mm-hmm. And if you bring them in the mix, if right when they do that, you reward a little bit of bad behavior and say, let's get this guy in here. And then you do something to blow their mind. Then they're usually silenced. It's literally right. the, the heckler killer. Or you pretend to teach them how to do something and then watch them make a fool themselves. Right. So either way, they're getting the attention they want, whether it's directed positive or negative. You, you need to know how to diffuse them or peer pressure. Turn the audience against them, and that tends to work very well. If everybody else wants to see you and get this big guy to shut up, right. then they, they... Make them look like a fool. Exactly. They do They do my dirty work for me. They're the muscle. But it's all it's all... It's all psychology. I'm, I'm imagining you do study psychology, and I mean that's that's the the heart of what you're doing, right? Every show is is I don't use the term psychology as much because there's no there's no pathology. I'm not telling people how they're messed up or what's going on in their head, but the way people think in audience management. I try to manage people's thoughts, people's actions. So. I know where your eyes are going to go. You're almost making our brain work against itself is what you're doing. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, I know you said you could do stuff, uh, some stuff with our listeners. Let's do it. So could we get some... Uh, hey, Quattro, how many callers? Three callers? Well, the callers I would do later. Let's get them mixed in. Let's do a little something for you right here, right now. All right. Oh, yeah, like, you, right. like what you asked us to do earlier? I told all of you. When I walked away, oh, okay, I right. said to think of your first kiss. I asked, did any of you ever mention your first kiss on the air before? I definitely have not. I don't think I have I either. Think I, have. I, I think I did in passing, but it's been well I would over never a remember. year. I may have at some point, but... And he said you haven't. I don't think I have, no. I certainly okay. have But you have kissed Especially a girl. The, but no yes, correct. That has <laughs> happened. <laughs> just wow, clearing you, that fit, up. Re- you fit in on the show. <laughs> you owe me a dollar. You were wrong. I have four cards, and you could tell everybody what they say. Truth, 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 and a lie. Kind of okay. like that game, Two Truths and a Lie. I mm-hmm. stepped up my game for today. Three Truths and a Lie. On the Rizzuto show. Mix these up okay. so you don't think I know which is which. No, no, turn them down, though, so turn you can't see either. Okay. He's mixing them up. Tell them what he's doing right now. Is he mixing he's, up yeah, those mixing cards? Them up. Yeah. Put them in your hands so yeah, I can't and see so or whatever. three cards that shuffle, say truth shuffle. and one Give that him says, a cut, you know, like poker. Lie. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Okay. You got him? Yep. Hand. Oh, no, I'm not going to okay. do Hand one all the way down. Just notice, one? Notice he one. never touches anything. I'm not touching like, anything. Once hand he lets it go. To the Riz, baby, the Riz. Give me one, okay. one right now. Put it right against your chest. See what I'm saying? And hand one to Moon. Now, I can't see. I'm going to close my eyes. Do not show each other. Do not show each other. Everyone look down at your card. It's either going to say truth or lie. Okay. And then put it right back against your chest or your stomach. Did that? All right. Okay. Yeah. Moon might be flexing right now. Uh, probably show off. <laughs> if the card said truth, I want you to tell us the actual name of your first kiss. 
I'm going to be watching to see who I think is lying. If it said lie, make up a fake name. Does everybody understand what they're about to do? Right. Correct. Now, big pointer, if you're the one who's going to lie, make up the fake name now. So when we get on the mic, you don't go, uh, not as amazing. Here we go. I'm just grabbing this marker. Let's do it. If your card said truth, tell me the truth. What is your first kiss's name? Amanda Rivera. Okay, now we don't need last names. Okay. Just because just Amanda might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's not. See, I, if he felt like he told the truth, he threw in the last name. That seemed like he was really trying to sell me. Let's do it over here. What's your kiss? first kiss's name? Sarah. Yeah, he looked way too excited. Do you see that? He was mm -hmm. remembering it. Blood's flowing. I think you're telling the truth, 100%. Show us your card. It says truth. Says it truth. was Sarah. It was Sarah. Okay, let's keep it going. Uh, what was your first kiss's name? Jenny. Jenny. All right. So he seemed very serious. Didn't blink. Didn't do anything. Kept eye contact with me the whole time. Felt way too focused for a normal answer. I think you told the truth about Amanda Rivera. Show us your card. Say truth. truth. It says truth. Actually, says truth. 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 Last but not least, what was your first kiss's name? Chris. Guy or girl? God, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was telling I'm the truth girl. about the, both things. All right. Girl. I think, here's what I'm thinking. This is one out of four. It was definitely Chris. You're telling the truth. Moon, Jenny is a lie. Show us your card. He's lying. You're telling the truth. Now we got three honest Abes. Can I borrow a piece of paper here? Sure. Which means Moon just lied to me, which means Jenny is not the name. Nope. All right. I want you to go back in time. To when this was. Do I have to? Two weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Moon. He's got 17 kids. Yeah. <laughs> Close your eyes. Imagine where you were. What was going on? Is there any way in the world I could have found this on Facebook or on Twitter or somewhere, no. shape, or form? Right? Have you ever publicized this? No, nope. Um, I got a feeling I'm about to, though. Okay. I, I think the age. I'm going to show the boys. Keep your eyes closed for me, Moon. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and I just wrote something, and you guys can vouch for what that said. Okay. Okay. Moon, yeah. do you remember approximately how old you were at the time? Yes. How old were you? 16. Huh? A little bit of a late bloomer. And how old was she? 16. Take a look. I said, open your eyes. He was 16, so was she. <laughs> I hate it! I hate it! And, uh, and and wow. I feel like you know a lot of these things tend to happen outdoors, kind of like by the swing set. But he's a little old for the swing set at this uh -huh. point. Um, or is he? Is he? He's the, the right swing. size. Uh, it's it's something. No, I don't get an outdoor vibe. There was an outdoor vibe, but then you went indoors. Something's going on. Uh, take me through the motions now. Most people when they lie, see how he said Jenny. Uh -huh. Most people on the spot in the morning like this, they can't come up with a fake name quick enough. So they try to keep it the same. So if he said Jenny, bet you 80% chance the name starts with either a J or an H. Something close to a J. H-I-J, something like that. Can you guys see what I wrote? Yeah, okay. All right. Take it. us on a stroll down memory lane. Moon, what was going on? How did this first kiss occur? Take me through your moves. <laughs> Where were you? Well, it was after a movie. I was in my mother's car. Stop right there, man. Stop no right there. Just way. show him. Just show him. What did I write down, Riz? In mom's, in in mom's car, car after a movie. movie. What? Oh, my God. Hand to God, you didn't talk about this before. I promise, dude. This is freaking me Look out. Look at me. Not Jenny. So I bet it's really close. Jenny, Jenny. I would have said something that rhymes. It's not Jesse. Maybe that was her nickname. Jessica was her name, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, everybody think of your ATM pin codes and social security numbers. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, that what You're the, taking your jacket off. Are you sweating? Y yeah, I'm sweating. He's disrobing right now. What just happened? Were you there? Keep doing like, it. Keep I, doing thought, it. I thought I checked. No yeah. one was there. I was in the back seat.
What? No, I wasn't. Well, no, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was later. That yeah, was that later. Was two weeks later. Slow down the story. <laughs> wow. What in the hell answer. just happened? Wow. Ready I for the best you, part? Right outside here. the studio, we have Jessica. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> With Amanda Rivera. Oh, boy, Amanda. I don't think she likes guys anymore, anyway. <laughs> oh, boy. The details. <laughs> Is that Mary Shelley Frankenstein? Uh, no, no. That's somebody different. <sighs> I told you, this guy hears the word wow a lot. The details are really messing me up. I tried. Patrico, yes. why don't we give it a go? I feel like, <clears throat> what, uh, what is your favorite food? Chicken all It's called all. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are okay. Because you're bigger. This is awesome. <laughs> jerks. What? Think of a, a color. Nah, I already did colors. Think of a number. Okay. Let's say between one and a hundred. Okay. You got something? Yeah. Okay. I'm writing his name down. Patrico. Is this number meaningful? Is there some reason we're going for this number or not really? Uh, Sort of. I mean, it's not. Uh, yeah, I would say it's meaningful. Would any of the guys here know you're about to pick this number? Maybe. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, One to a hundred. Do you know what the most commonly picked is? Seven. Clear cut. Seven. Wow. Everyone picks seven. It's very lucky. Eight. Asian culture is much more lucky, so you don't know which one he's going to go. I was going to say 22. I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going with this. Grab the pen. Was it two digits? It was two he digits. He wrote something down on a pad. I hope. I hope. Well, we'll show the camera in yeah. a sec. What did you go with? Tell us, what was that number? 97. Tell him what I wrote down. Go big or go home, right? What did I write? Holy balls. <laughs> he wrote down 97. He wrote down 97. <laughs> 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 97. This is the weirdest thing Are you thing kidding ever? me? Is that the, what, what's that? 97. Pa I was a big Pavel Bure fan. He was 96. I always said if I played hockey with him, I'd be 97. So I would have thought you would have said 69. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't go to the ring. Too obvious. was his actual birth weight, and I thought maybe that's why you're coming that's up That's hilarious, too. Thanks, what man. The, the right answer for the record is 105.7. 105.7 is the right answer. That's uh, higher than 100. Uh, his website is ozperlman.com. O-Z-P-A-R-L-M-A-N.com. That's your website. P-E-A-R, Pearl. And the crazy name. Looks like Oz. It's O's. you got to blame my parents. Well, you're Israeli. Israeli. That's like a mic over there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. I know you could stick around for another couple of minutes. Of course. So let's get some what? people on the phone. Yeah, let's do we something crazy. 314 969 dude. You got time, right? Yeah. We have a couple minutes here. Kidding? Love it. This dude's blowing our minds during, yes. uh, during the commercial break. Oh, the mentalist is here. Still here. Let's do it. Riz, you're shaking. Well, I know. He, he, it, it, describe what he did. Okay, so he says. Here, Riz, wait a second. Before you take this, let me reach in my, uh, he's got a suitcase over here, reaches <laughs> in a suitcase and pulls out a wallet, just like a flat wallet or whatever, and hands it to Jeff Burton. Doesn't touch it after that. Jeff Burton has it. Then he says, Riz, um, go ahead and just write down a name of someone that you're gonna, going to be speaking to in the next week. All right? So Riz does that. Mind you, Jeff already has the wallet. Already has the wallet. I was watching then, him to make sure he didn't steal anything, to be honest. That was the trick on my end. That guy over there is shifty. On, on camera. Then then Riz writes down the name. He shows it to Ben the camera. He shows it to Patrico and I and Jeff. Always is in the corner like Blair Witch Project, not looking not at anything. Looking. Then I he ripped it up. Then he rips it up. Riz into rips it up. a million different pieces. Oz has Jeff then open the wallet. Then take something out of the wallet, which is a, a completely different pocket, which has a zipper on it that is closed unzips that zipper and pulls out a card that says say hello and then it has the name of the person that yeah, he wrote yeah my mom yeah it says say hello to Roseanne for me say hello to your mother for me say hello what? to your mother in the world yeah, yeah I know mind blown and Riz instantly started deal. shaking and he spelled it right I spelled, spelled it right. right that was the real trick because <laughs> my mom spells her name R-O-S-E-A 
Is it R O S E A N N? I mean, there's multiple spellings of Roseanne. Tons. And if somebody spells it wrong, she gets pissed. I knew that. And he spelled it right. And he knew that. It was in, it was zipped in. What'd you do with my mother? (laughs) She's in the Is she here? Mom? (laughs) Mom? I can't reveal secrets. I'm so confused. So uh, when when O's came here, we saw we all signed this um, priority mail envelope. Like it's a sealed envelope. Like we don't know what's inside here. We don't know what's inside here. Uh, the four of us signed it. So mm-hmm. yep. he's gonna, Pandora's box is about to be opened. Going to reveal that. But you want to talk to some of our listeners? Yeah. Let's get a few listeners to call in. Right. Read their minds. Let's go. See now, this is where it's really going to. Yeah. Absolutely blow my mind because even though you swear you didn't, you swear you didn't. There's people in the chat room that are saying, "Oh, I saw Riz walk out of the room, so they could have had a conversation." No, Moon could have had a conversation. We didn't. We can't set up callers. Uh, we open to, up the phone lines. Let's go to Brian in Granite City. Brian, say hi to O's. Hey, Brian, how are you? What's up? Top of the morning to you, my friend. When is your birthday? October seventh, nineteen ninety-four. Okay, we didn't need, need to know the year, but that's okay. And your social security? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> October 7th, man, so we're about six months away, just under six months away. Let's think big for your birthday. 105.7 The Point, best alternative radio station by far, rocking it out. Tell me the name of a band that it could be all-time favorites, your call here entirely, maybe for your birthday. We want to do something big. October 7th, we got a big birthday coming up, 22 years old. What is one of your favorite bands by far, my friend? Take it away. Tell us, what is that band? 21 Pilots. Nice. Just had him in the studio, right? Mm-hmm. 21 Pilots. Great. Let's get another caller. All you should right. definitely go do see them on, on October 7th on for your birthday. Yeah. You can put them on hold. All right, Brian, hang on. Uh, Chris and Festus. What's up, Chris? What's going on, man? All right, you're on with those. And Chris, and we're going to need eventually a female caller as well. Chris, quick question for you. Uh, let's say... Anywhere in the world you could go, man. Anywhere in the world. Think of a place you would love to go. Now, this could either be a place you've already been or you've never been there before you'd love to go. Tell us a place anywhere in the world other than good old-fashioned St. Louis. You want me to say it? Yes. Why? That's the game we're playing, yeah. (laughs) Well, you are meant to. Italy. All right. Italy. Have you been to Italy before? My guess is no, you have not been. No. But you'd love to go. Is there a specific city, or or it doesn't matter? No, just Italy. Nice, man. Travel around. Let's see if we can get a female caller online. We're putting you on hold. Thanks All so right. much. Thank you, Chris. All right, Quattro, get me a uh, get me a lady, or Ladies. a gentleman with a very high pitched voice. Oh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm not here. Oh, uh, <laughs> he sounds like Mickey Mouse, doesn't he? <laughs> That's guy over here. Oh, uh, nothing wrong with that. And we got the camera right. I'm writing this down. I wrote everything they said. Ten seven ninety four Italy. Keeping it honest. Yeah, if you're if you're watching, uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in the chat room, and the the cameras just exploded. A few hundred more people just instantly started coming in, going, "What in the hell is happening?" And they were watching our reactions during the commercial break. They yeah. saw Riz get shaken. Oh. All right, we got uh, we got Casey on the phone. What's up, Casey? Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. 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 So say hi to O's, Casey. Hi O's. Hi Casey. How are you? Good. I watched you on. Uh, was it America's Got Talent? That was me. Yeah. That was Thank him. you so much. That <laughs> guy over here. Right there. There he is. If you were wondering if Casey screen. was watching. I was. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that she was going to say that. He was on your that. TV screen. Now he's here. Casey, oh, yeah. question. Yeah. Where are you right now? Are you still at home? Um, yeah, I'm in my driveway. In your driveway. In the car. Yes. Question for you. The weather outside is about 62 degrees. What are you wearing? Uh, tank top and capris. Where is the tank top from? Um, I really have no idea. 
Probably Target. Okay. Good choice. Love Target. Love Target. Target. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep everybody on the line. Riz, open up that envelope yourself. No, yourself. No, no. Shut the I don't, front I, I, door. I already don't and, like And this. I want to get, if we're going to have you come on over here, you rip open the beginning part of it, the envelope. And I want to show if we can, that's being ripped open. Mm-hmm. And I think, I assume everybody that's on the video, they might have been able to see. Can I just show the camera so we can see everything they said? Because I wrote that down. 10794. We had a birthday. Yeah. Italy. Uh-huh. Target. And uh, who could forget 21 Pilots? Why even write that down? I right. mean, those guys killing it. Take out what's inside of there. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to. Mm. If there's, Show us, oh, is there's that envelope. envelope. I'm world? such a tease. What have I done to this envelope I, it is, is the question. Only, it's, it's a manila envelope, but it's been like taped around. So with packing no, tape. With like, packing tape. So there's no possible way. Come a little closer. Now, it's really hard to rip that bad boy. That's yeah. a, I'm purposely done. I'm giving you a safety letter envelope opener. Slice. Man, get it in there. Yeah, get it. it in the hole. That's it's a small hole. It's locked. Slice it. Slice it and dice it. And then come on over here. Slicing and dicing. <clears throat> Slicing and dicing. And oh, I'm just going to pop this bad boy open. The Riz can... I'm going to show them on video so we can see this. I don't want to... Is this thing... Do you see how there's two different colors? There's blue and a pink. Yes. Do you want to come closer? Sure. Yeah, do yeah. you see how the blue one, the pink one's kind of right next to it, right in there? Here, come on in. I want you to grab the pink one. I don't want to touch. Do you see how the corner's sticking out? Grab Take that pink out. one. Okay. Yep, grab it. You Take got it? Got it. Okay. The blue one. I don't want to touch either. Okay. Read for them what I wrote on that pink piece of paper. After tearing open two sealed envelopes, you will have found this pink slip along with a blue envelope that contains the official results. It has been stapled hermetically shut on all four sides. Do this. Show us the official results. Is it really stapled everywhere? Open it up. Right. Did this I go really absolutely so like crazy? Official yeah. results are completely. Wow. Yeah, that's a thousand staples. Did, did I miss a millimeter? No. no. Reckless no. disregard for the environment. And we did not see you staple anything, and I had this envelope next to me. Rip it time. open. Drum roll. Uh, I don't have a drum roll. Right. All right, oh, wait, 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 Hold on. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> drum roll ready. Here we go. There's papers inside. Seventeen more envelopes. I'm kidding. Riz, open that up all the way. Okay. This is not just a regular document, my friend. It's a press release. It's a press release. Dated October 7th. Oh, my. 2016. Happy birthday. 105.7 The Point and the Rizzuto Show are very excited to announce that the Foo Fighters are coming to St. Louis and will be in the studio. What? Foo Fighters? Oh. Okay, keep going. Keep going. fifth listener to call in now is going to win a luxurious shopping spree at Target. And be entered into the drawing for our grand prize and all expenses paid vacation to Italy. What? Some bad news to report. No. Yeah, Dave Grohl came down with a mean case of laryngitis and the show was canceled. But not to worry, we're instead getting 21 pilots. (laughs) I'm feeling stressed out, baby. I'm feeling stressed out. This guy. This is ridiculous. What? Patrico just got so impressed he peed a little bit. I think I might have. You poop your pants? I may have. What's that smell in the studio? You poop your pants? <laughs> this is unbelievable. This guy owes the mentalist. Wow. Thank you, boys. Thank you so what? much. You should be My called God. O's the Mental F, is what yeah. you should be called. <laughs> I know he's got a plan to catch. Uh, anything to promote, promote cards. your website, promote all your stuff. I'm coming back to St. Louis May 12th. I'm going to be here for another event. It's a corporate event, but maybe we might tag on something fun in addition. Can you come by again? I'd love to. Please, love Please to. do. Come on back. Oh my gosh. What? More tricks up my sleeves. No sleeves today. No yeah, sleeves, no this sleeves. guy. But, <laughs> this guy. Uh, 
What else am I promoting? At O's The Mentalist. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the above. And it's got my tour dates and where I'm doing shows. Amazing. O's The Mentalist, everybody. Wow. Thank you. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. It's Josh Wolf, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz! Oh, we gotta give away some tickets. Tickets for Point Fest. Over 20 bands for just 20 bucks. Saturday, May 25th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Tickets courtesy of your Mid-America Chevy dealers. Live and see their code in Cambria. Fuel, filter, POD, Greek fire, Andrew WK. I mean, just uh, a bunch of great bands, including the Riz Show stage. Featuring Clownvis and the Bob Cuban Band and the 2SG with special guests. So we are going to play Can John Patrico Pass This Millennial Quiz? Oh, absolutely. Show. Here, have some free sh**. You got it, bruv. All right, for some reason, our phones are not working correctly. Okay, so. never mind. Good. No, no, we're... <laughs> Can I get the tickets? No, no. Still going to play. But we're down to uh, two lines for some reason. All right, so out of 12, out of 12 questions, how many will John get correct? Okay, how would you describe these questions? All, like, millennial-type trivia. Yeah, this questions. is all, if, if you are a millennial, you should get 100% on this quiz. Yeah. Like, you should know the answers before I even get done reading the question. You are a, a, a what would you, a baby boomer? Yes. As far as uh, generation goes? Yes, I am not... A millennial. No. No? No. no just missed it. <laughs> yeah, just by about 100 years. <laughs> by definition, there are two, three millennials on this show. It depends on which definition. By definition. We can move on. I don't understand why you hate being lumped into that so much. Uh, Your generation it, doesn't define who you are, Moon. Be, yeah, dude, exactly you right. Do. Exactly right. So don't, <laughs> don't you know label me, man. It's because, it's because of all this curmudgeon sort of vibe. You think I'm a curmudgeon? Sometimes, yeah. When it comes to poo pooing on on quote unquote millennials, or that's the first correct answer. Oh no, that's the first correct answer. Sorry, Kaka, I already got that. All right, out of twelve, how many will John get right? Mike, what do you think? Mike from Fenton. Um, I think he'll get six of them. Six out of twelve. Okay, hang on. Fifty-fifty. John, what do you think? Hey, there, Riz. How are you? Hey, John. Out of uh, out of twelve, how many will will John get right? I'm going to say eight. Eight. Okay. Here we go. It's the millennial quiz with John Patrico. Dad. Yes. True or false? Oh, that's an easy. I have 50-50 on this. Blidios <laughs> are video blogs. Blidios. Are they called vid- are, are, are video blogs called Blidios? False. Do you know what they're called? What is the answer? Do you know what they're called? That was a guess. Moon, do you know what they're called? Yeah, vlog. Vlog is Vlog is, is a video blog. Okay. Hey, Dad, which yeah. of the following is no longer around? Snapchat, Twitter, MySpace, or Instagram? Wow. MySpace. Wow. Is it, is it around still, or is it, is it, is it 
Uh, I think around. I, th- I think it started term. to come back, yeah, but then I think it back. went away. It went away again. I think it's just kind of sitting there. Okay, yeah. so out of all those, MySpace right. is the least used. Okay, Too hey, right. Look at you, John. Hey, Dad. Uh huh. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Uh, that's SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, yeah I know that one. <laughs> that's three high fives. <laughs> so, emoticons were replaced by cartoons and are now known as what? Can you say that one again? Emoticons were replaced by cartoons and are now known as what? I got nothing. They had their own movie. Answer is... Still got nothing. Emojis. Uh, Emojis. You know emojis. I know what they are. Smiley face, frowny face. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So emoticons was like the keyboard version of it. So like, yeah, an emoticon is like... A semicolon and a a parenthesis. Yeah, that's Uh winky face. Right? Right. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When a song is labeled as lit, what does it mean? Is that song mediocre, great, loud, or experimental? In a sentence, man, that song is lit. Okay, the obvious would be great, but... Is it mediocre, great, <sighs> loud, or experimental? I'm going with experimental. You know, it's, it's too obvious, it's I dope. guess. Dad, what type of animal was Blue from Blue's Clues? Oh, wow. I say a dog. Correct. 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 Dad, what did people use LimeWire for? Was it for video editing, virus protection, or file sharing? LimeWire. LimeWire. Video editing, virus protection, or file sharing? Uh, Let's go with file sharing. One, two, three, four, five, right. Hmm. Justin Timberlake was in what boy band? Oh, Don't no. Don't let us down on this one, man. This, by the way, is one that Jeff Burton got incorrect. You oh, did? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. a fan of the boy band. Get out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I got two of them in my mind. I mean, mind. they're both well, great. You got to I mean, pick one. You got to pick one. I, I guessed three times, I think, before. Yeah. I didn't even uh, think I got All right, one. I'm going to guess New Kids on the Block. Ooh. That's what Jeff gets. Okay, how about uh, generation? Uh, what was my other one? Those cats are in their fifties. <sighs> New kids, and the other one was the uh, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, <laughs> really? Yeah. So I'm ninety eight degrees. One was in sync. What about ninety eight degrees? In sync. I'd have been wrong both ways. Dad. Who, yeah. Who is Barbie's soulmate? Ken. Yeah. Now, see, that's that's not even a millennial thing. It was on this quiz. That's interesting. <laughs> that's a sixties kind of. Yeah. That's a. I mean, baby boomers. Yeah, what is say, the Barbie. first rule of Fight Club? The first rule? First, first rule of Fight Club is... You seen the movie? No, not all of it. Just bits and pieces. That one so you've never talked bit. about Fight Club? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I just take it. No surrender? First rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, no surrender was uh, no retreat, no surrender. And I think that one I got, I said, no what retreat. did I say? There is no, no Fight Club. Yeah. So technically oh, got I got that, that one too? wrong too. Yeah. What movie was that? I don't know. The what? No Retreat, No Surrender. It's like an uh, 80s karate movie. Uh, Wait, that is that was Three like, Ninjas? No, way before that. Splash. Is a notebook? Oh, you guys are killing know. me. Hmm. Dad. Yeah. What did Buffy slay? Oh, vampires. Yeah. Watch that all the time. Got One, it. two, three. It was a movie <laughs> called seven, No Retreat, five, No Surrender. Six, seven. <laughs> so if he gets this wrong, Mike wins. If he gets it correct, John wins. Wow, it comes oh. out. Wow. Oh, boy. Woo. 
<laughs> I'm nervous. Hey, Dad. Oh. Yeah. If I texted you TTYL, what does that mean? Wait, don't say it yet. Yeah, remember the three second rule with the John Patrigo brain? Yeah, I know. TTYL. <laughs> yeah, wait till Riz bets us 100 bucks whether or not you can get it. <laughs> if you get this right, John wins. If you get this wrong, Mike wins. I'm going to send you an emoji and a TTYL next to it. If, if Moon texted you TTYL, what does that mean? Oh, oh, wow. Which I would never do because I don't want to. I just, TTYL. I just, I have nothing coming across. You, you got to guess, though. Piece it, piece it out. T-T-Y-L. T-Y-L. The first T stands for testicle, if that works. Okay, yeah. That's not the first word. Now he's got that brain. Don't listen to him. Just imagine somebody texting you this. T-T-Y-L. I hung up. I Canceled him out right now. Canceled him out uh, yeah, yeah. of his life. I just, I have nothing, gentlemen. Throw the phone in this Three, room. two, I have nothing. One. Congrats, Mike. It's talk to you later. Talk to you talk later. To you, talk later. To you, later. I, you know, I'll believe you. <laughs> wow, well, well, you know. One, two, three, four, I, could, five, I couldn't six. even come up with a fake one. I just, I mean. Well, you got you know seven right, John. Seven. I think that's all right. Pretty good. TT just, just threw me off to TT. Yeah. TTYL. You know what, Scott? Give them both tickets. You'll have a great You're time. Both going to point yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Give them Bob Cuban's tickets. Yeah. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Hey, you know what? Talking about the uh, the studio webcams. Do you sometimes forget you're on? 100%. Yeah. Like, so we got one, two, three, four, five cameras in here. Do all five work? Yeah, oh, yeah. Six, six, six of them, yeah. Everything works. Six of them, One, yeah. two, three. And look how we dress. Five, six, of course, yeah. we, all of us forget that we're on camera. Clearly. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I forget sometimes that, you know, people are people are watching. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll be, you know, knuckle deep in my nose. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I appreciate I mean, that. I need you not thing. say that anymore. Yeah, before so that computed, much. that made me nervous. Yeah, I was, I was extremely nervous. I'm still nervous. In my nose. <laughs> no. Just first knuckle, though, right? Yes. That's, yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Okay, no, huh? That's uh, not bad. Just an itch. So, I mean, we got cameras in here, but there are cameras everywhere. It's on average, and this was, this was a study just on, on average. Oh, are you going to give us like a stat on oh, yeah. how much we're on camera? How much we're on camera can a we, week. Can we guess? If you want. So, so there are so many security cameras now. Everywhere you turn, there's there's a camera, you know, with your ring doorbells and your, you know, security cameras in front of stores, surveillance everywhere. The average American is caught on camera how many times a week? Um, Do you know off the top of your head how many hours there are in a week? Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna hmm. I'm gonna guess 148. I'm gonna guess 30 a day. No, 168. Well, it's 30 times 7. 168 hours. So 168 hours a week. Mm-hmm. How many times a week? How many gonna... times? How many times? I thought you meant how much time like No, no, no. As... How many times? Right. So, so you I, I, was tra- the... I was trying to think of like no, no, minutes, you, hours wise. You walk past a camera and that's one. And, uh, you, and you are uh, on, you on a server somewhere now. 210. I was going to say yeah. you said 210. I was going to say yeah. 400. 400? 300. 300. Yeah, because I mean, there's right. cameras in here. 
There's cameras outside the building. Don't yeah. count. Don't count here. Don't, Do don't count here. There's don't some count, just on don't count in the, the hallways. Right. Sorry. There's some on light posts. And depending yeah, on where yeah. you live. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Inter- a lot of intersections Dude, still. All there's door, like the, think of all the houses you pass That's every time you Ring drive. doorbells. A lot of the bathrooms. If you pump gas. <laughs> yeah. If you pump yeah, gas. I'll say, I'll say 600. Oh, 600. Yeah. ATMs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up mine to 300. 300? You were closer before. You're way too high. Oh, really? I said 300, so I'm over now. Oh. I was thinking of all the oh, doors. I said, well, doors you said, you said 400. Original, original I said 210. 210. All right, I'm going to say 211. Oh, damn. It's, it's two, 238 times a week. Wow. That seems low. So 30, and, and it's average. Is that pandemic style? Because it's 34, 34 times a day. And if you travel a lot or, or work certain jobs, it's over 1,000 times a week. 34 times a day? Well, I was close. Yeah, you said 30 a day. Yeah, I was, I was trying to think as I know there are two on the way home on light posts that I notice mm. every, every single time. That you notice. Oh, you yeah, notice. That, that, that's what I'm saying, that I notice. I, every time I go by them, I always think, oh, look, I'm on the beast at Six Flags. Make a face. You wait. Mm. wait. Hey. I do, I do make a face as if I'm having a picture taken mm. at Six Flags. Again, if I you travel a lot every time. or work certain jobs over a thousand times a week, here's how they broke it down. So you're more likely to be caught by a security camera while you're driving than at any other time. On average, 160 times a week. The average employee is on camera eight times a day or 40 times a week. But uh, it's a lot higher if you work retail. You're caught on camera 24 times a week while you shop. Doorbell and security cameras in your neighborhood catch you about 14 times a week or twice a day. Mm. I have a. Uh, you're not going to know the answer to this. I was going to say I have a question about math? this study. About the study, if I walk into the front door here and there's a security Ouch. camera there, That's and one. it goes boop, is that one? When I walk out, is that boop another one, or is it just that one camera? Mm. No, it's t- that's two. Times. I think I counted that's twice. Yeah. Then I think these numbers are way low. Yeah, because think of way low. Just driving down your street, how many? Ring doorbells. Yeah, the ring doorbells. The ring doorbells aren't necessarily getting you. Yeah, mine does. My ring doesn't go off every time somebody drives past my house. Mine does. Plus, even if it did, it's getting the vehicle. It's not getting you. I think they're talking. Well, that still counts, right? Camera. Uh, I don't know about uh, when you're driving. Yeah, but they're talking about ones that get you. Oh, that you I can see. tell it's you. Boy, when, like we, the when, ticket we, when we drove to to New Jersey, but we drove twice within the past couple months. You know, once, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, when my wife's grandmother died. And you drive through a toll there now. They tell you, don't stop to pay the toll. We'll bill you. And, you know, we're starting to get the bills from the Pennsylvania Turnpike, from the New York, uh, you know, New York State Thruway. And when you drive through, there's your license plate. And there you are in the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Clear as day. Like, that's not me driving. Oh, that's me driving. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, man, I had a pimple right there. Wait a minute. (laughs) And it's clear as day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And plus, they're watching us like uh, they did uh, Will Smith and Gene Hackman in uh, Enemy of the State. Satellites. They're mm-hmm. on you. They're on you. They're up there just always watching. If they're on you in 98 or whenever <laughs> that movie watching. came out, they're certainly on you now. They say by next year there will be around a billion live security cameras worldwide, including up to right. 180 million in the U.S. Y'all watch that movie recently? No, but I've you never have. Seen it. Yes, I have. <laughs> I've never seen have it. Have you possibly? Dude, he's loving it. The best is this movie. is what you do, man. And 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 I, I'm sure we all do it. But you watch a movie that came out in the 90s or somewhere that you haven't seen before. Okay. And you, I've seen it a lot. You but... talk about it a lot. Like you've mentioned Enemy of the State on air more it's than. because we're living it. Yeah. More, more, than it, more than it got mentioned back in 1998. That's well, not true. It's... That's not true. <laughs> Firstly, if you go watch it, you'll realize, yeah. oh man, there's a lot of relevance here that I should be paying attention to. There's two films from the 90s that are like that Arlington Road and that Arlington film. Arlington Road and is one of the both, best. They'll stick with you forever. 
I never saw that one. Oh my I never, god! I never saw either it of them. Really, you have to see it. It's not the best made it wakes movie. You up. Okay, then no. No, no, no. Just listen. It, it's the its cast is great. It's kind of like a, you can tell it was like a really great novel that they kind of rolled into a movie mm. very quickly. But it what was is the name of it again? who's in Arlington Road? I've heard it's, of it. It's yeah. Tim Robbins. It's Jeff Bridges. It's uh, oh, what's Cusack. Uh, Cusack. Yeah. Um, dudes, it's, it's beautiful. It's such a the good music movie. is by Angelo Badalamenti. Oh, it's such a good movie, oh, and it's now you're in. Now and it you're says in. Says a lot, <laughs> but I'm telling you uh, again, good. Enemy of the State. Yeah. You realize like the I, stuff. I, listen, the, I know that's a classic movie. I just I, I, Arlington I, I, Road with Jeff Bridges is the best movie you've never seen. Yeah. In, Enemy of the State that's and Arlington Road are real. They are freaking yeah. real. We are Crazy. living it. It is happening, and nobody cares. Right now, it's happening. <laughs> Go watch the movie. I'm telling you, we're living in it. We're living in everything they warned about, and we don't care. Man, I got to see this movie now because I need to care. You need to see both of those movies back to back. That and the new Bill and Ted. Yes. That might really be last, so you'll feel better. (laughs) What order should I see this? Bill and Ted first or last? (laughs) Bill and Ted in the middle to kind of break it (laughs) out. You got to sleep at night. Let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. Your news being sponsored by West County Auto Body, the best auto body repair facility in the country. So I guess our boredom is uh, is going to lead to uh, the best Christmas ever because, according to a new survey, half of people say they've already started doing their holiday shopping, mostly because they're bored at home. And that includes 15% of people who already got started in August. <laughs> I went to a few stores just in the last week, and man, Christmas stuff is everywhere, mm. everywhere. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and I and I don't have a problem with it. I don't know. I haven't why. seen it yet. I've, I haven't really been to many stores except for the grocery store, and they don't. I don't see candy canes out yet. Yeah, I've been grocery still on Halloween. And grocery and Walgreens, and that's it. I haven't. I've seen. I think there was a little bit at Walgreens, but not much. You haven't seen the Christmas stuff at at, mm-hmm. at Target. I, I haven't been to Target. Oh, I thought. Uh, no, no, I've, I I've only been to grocery stores recently. Grocery stores. Oh, okay. Well, I went to like uh, Menards, and I mean, they got their Christmas section. You save more money there. It's eleven percent. I, I think so. That was big money. I, I didn't compare the safes. Is it more money or big money? Say big I'll money. Say big. At I think save more money. Save if you, big money. it's big. It's if you go, if you money. go to, if you've been to Hobby Lobby since June, they've had their Christmas stuff up, really? and that's not a joke. What's up to the nice employees at Menards? By the way, they're yeah. very cool. Uh, the survey also found uh, three quarters of people who had to cancel some travel plans over the holiday plan on putting that money into more gifts for people, which is mm-hmm. nice. That is nice. On the yeah. size large. Uh, black licorice. We've talked about this in the past. Mm, black the licorice black can licorice be dangerous. Ever. I I do like black licorice. I do too. I'm a fan. Gross. <laughs> and that's a very polarizing, yeah, polarizing thing. You either love it or you hate it. Is there really like a? Oh, it's, you know, it's okay. I could deal with it. I can deal with the real stuff. You mm-hmm. know, because like just there's like real licorice, and when they put it in like drinks or something or teas or whatever, I I can handle that in very small doses. But the like the candied stuff that you guys like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get, I can't get, like, I can't get behind uh, it. You know, the uh, the it. Italian uh, liquor, uh, you know, Anazette. Can you can you drink that? I don't know what that is. It's, so. It tastes like black licorice. Then no. Sambuca. <laughs> <laughs> Jaeger, gross. No. Yeah, but Ye- Jaeger tastes like candied black licorice. Still gross. You could put you could put sugar or caramel or chocolate. So on listen, black licorice. Ma- you know, black gross. licorice can be dangerous, <laughs> and 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 some people say it tries to warn you by tasting terrible. But some people power through that and mow it down anyway. There's a 54-year-old guy in Boston who recently passed away because he overdosed on black licorice and his heart stopped. Oh, my gosh. Dude, and listen to this. Have you, did you read this story, Jeff? No. 
It's not like when it you didn't hear that. It take that much to kill him. That's what I'm saying. When you hear that, you think he's eaten like, you know, pounds and pounds and pounds, like trying to hurt himself. How much did he have? So what do they say? Like, you know, uh, like apple seeds contain, uh, you know, arsenic. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to eat a right. ton of apple seeds. Oh, I read online. I thought it was three full apples. Like I the whole thing in the corn and you're done. Maybe that's no. a bad example. I don't know. Well, somebody says like uh, the seeds and bananas, you know, the string, the, yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, unripe bananas. If you have X amount of those, it'll kill you or something. But I mean, but good, you know, good luck. it's one of those things. Like if you, if you have a little of it, it's fine, and, and it would take you it take you four tons to overdose from bananas. I don't know, but black licorice, it didn't take that much. Jeez, he ate, he just ate about a a bag and a half every day for a couple weeks. That's not a lot that's to you. Lot. That's well, uh, that's an ungodly but, amount. But Time out for one second. But that's a, a, it's a lot. Yes, but it's doable. And here it's well, a, clearly yeah, it's not. It's a, <laughs> think of this. Think of this situation. So when you play softball, you do uh, you do sunflower seeds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know Scott does, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do a decent amount. And that's only over the course of seven innings, nine innings. You do a decent amount. We're talking about the, the licorice bags that are about this big. And this guy was on a construction site, if I remember reading correctly. That's on a construction site, I ridiculous. imagine, no, you're kind of always kind of snacking, always kind of chewing on something, right? I don't think it would take all that long to go through a bag on a construction site in, the, in that kind of scene. Hmm. Maybe our construction uh, friends can, like, tell us, you know, like, what do they do sunflower seeds or, or this or that? But... I feel like when I was doing outdoor jobs, when I was working for, like, the, the, the city and I was mm-hmm. digging holes and stuff, I kind of had, like, gum or snacks. There was just something kind of close Yeah, and you, and you just pop them in your mouth, right? It's just something you just eat. Yeah. I, I could crush a bag of black licorice, so I'm glad you're telling me this. But you don't eat it that much. No, I don't because I believe it's very fibrous. And I don't need any help. I don't need any help with that. Black licorice is filled with something, uh, something called, and I'm saying this wrong, uh, glyceric acid, which can throw the nutrients in your body out of whack if you eat as little as two ounces a day for two weeks, and that's especially true for people over forty. Two ounces. Yeah. I don't so, know how much that is, but it doesn't sound like a lot. So stick to candy that's only full of healthy things like sugar and fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this is, and I'm not saying this because I'm trying to defend black licorice. I could care less, but is it? This is the danger is just in the black licorice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How the, weird. What I, well, read I mean, red so licorice strange, right? is dangerous for the cavities. That's what I read true. in this article is that he was just a licorice fan, and for years had been eating the red stuff, and had just recently switched over. Uh, Switched over, and I think it was only, a lot, what do you say, a week and a half? Yeah, killed him. Jeez. A couple weeks, that's it. Yeah, it was ah. something, something with and So like, he's a guy that normally ate candy all the time anyways, and then, wow. I guess so, but this thing in particular, I, I guess it lowered his potassium or something? It's, yeah, it and says, it and says his heart here, started jumping. It says it throws here, so your nutrients out of whack. That's what it does. The man had switched from red fruit-flavored twist to the black licorice versions of the candy a few weeks before he died last year. He collapsed while having lunch at a fast food restaurant. And he had dangerously low potassium, which led to heart rhythm and other problems. Mm. They did CPR, but he died. Man. Whew. Sad. Yeah, there are foods that could kill you if taken, if eaten a lot, a lot, a lot. This doesn't seem like that much. No. And a bag and a half isn't all that much. I mean, uh, well, I'm saying it's doable. Yeah, it doesn't sound crazy. But it is unhealthy. Uh, Doctors in India had to remove a uh, seven and a half inch toothbrush from a guy's stomach after he swallowed it accidentally. 
And I'm trying to think. Going what, all in on brushing. In what? <laughs> really trying to get those back teeth. <laughs> in what situation could this, I mean, do you fall? I mean. My dentist says that I brushed too hard. He said he was cleaning the back of his throat. And I, I again, I don't know how that could happen. Did he hiccup? <laughs> he said it slipped. Is he is he a Warner Brothers cartoon? Yeah, someone he said it slipped. And... He, he was rushed to a nearby a nearby hospital where they took an X-ray. They they couldn't find it in his throat. They were like, yeah, went all the way down to his stomach. Jeez, wow. They had to surgically remove it. Man. Oh, and there's pictures too. You are doing it wrong, mm-hmm. sir. Well, I'm glad uh, New York City finally got around to taking care of this problem. Uh, the Transit Authority officially banned uh, pooping on city subways, buses, and transit facilities. <laughs> oh, Good right. It's about time. Good job. I'm glad they passed that through. All right. No. Oh, okay. All right. I know there. Was, I know there was a very large movement to have this done. So um... <laughs> you only got half a wop. I only got half a wop. <laughs> It was so bad. That stinks. Please, enough. What? I only did two. Can we move on past this crappy story? Nice, man. Come on, pinch this off. Let's go. Tony's laughing so hard, he's kind of flush. The trombone guy's turning yeah, I was blue. Just saying, the horn player's face is numb. Let's, let's <laughs> knock on. this off. I like that one, Jeff. Thank you. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, the Transit Authority officially banned pooping on, on subways, buses, and transit facilities. <laughs> and, and workers for years have been complaining about having to clean up human duty. I'm glad we got that out of our system. Yeah. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> the ruling came after a train operator earlier this month was, quote, soiled with bodily fluid okay. from the customer. Okay, yeah, let's change the law after that. That's what it took. <laughs> well, and, and, and I can attest to this. I, I would take the train to work, and uh, there are, on more than one occasion, that somebody soiled their pants. And I saw somebody actually... Have a bowel movement and then remove the bowel mo- movement from the bottom of their pant leg, and just leave it there. Just shake it out. Shake it out. They shook it out. So how was he Man. covered in whatever he was covered in just by walking through? I don't. I don't know. Like that's Andy? all. That's all the report said. Like that's Andy not part of his daily duties. There it is. Okay. All right. I knew you were gonna come to, uh, with something eventually. Well, you know, I'm gonna take that one back. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good you one. You got to be selective, but come with the one. heat. Hey. Wow. That was a good one. Every dog has his day. Yeah. Here's some New Yorkers talking about it. I thought it was common sense, to be honest, to not, you know, defecate on the subway, but it does need to be said, I feel. I have seen it before multiple times, especially on the A train if you ever took it. Yeah. <laughs> not to call it A train, but it's, it's happened. Don't go on the subway doing your business. <laughs> he said it. He said it best. Yeah. Sir, what do you think of this? He said it best. Man, when you don't said, go on the subway doing your business. When you said the shaking out thing, that's one of those things that you can just clearly visualize. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because it's you know Andy Dufresne and uh, Shawshank Redemption shaking the, out the the dirt in the prison the yard. But I just I can, I so can I visualize somebody getting up from a seat and going. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was somebody that you wouldn't think that would that would do that. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jim. Mm. I would not I see Jim do that. I don't know what his name was. Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't catch stranger. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Poopy Ankle. <laughs> Sir, you've really surprised me today. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some more information? 
Because that was impressive, and I will be retelling it, this it, story. It somebody, and I'd like yeah, to put it in your later. Later. I'm going to yeah. tell this story, and I want to know your name. I don't want to have to call you Poopy Ankle, so give me a name. Uh, yeah, it was, it was somebody you wouldn't expect to do that. Mm. I mean, somebody probably probably with a job and, and, and prominent in the business community. Yeah, like wow. a, a nice apartment. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of access to a toilet. Hey, who knew that drinking to the point of passing out could be bad for you? No, what? everybody. <laughs> uh, pretty, oh. pretty much. I know some <laughs> people the that beginning I'm, of time. I'm pretty sure think it's good. This goes along with, huh, who knew it was illegal to, to poop on the subway? <laughs> well, now it is. It was. Now, now, now at least it's illegal. But a new study published uh, last week said that people who drink alcohol to the point of passing out have an increased chance of developing dementia later in life. Hmm. I don't think I've ever drank to the point of passing. Man, maybe once. I don't remember. Did we? <laughs> I, That's the I, point. So, <laughs> so I, Tony, have you ever? I don't think I have. And and so I've never like drank, drank. Well, I lied. You're so full of crap. You don't even know what to say right now. I lied. I lied. <laughs> Hold on. I lied. My twenty first. My twenty first. I drank so much that I passed out. Didn't like, you end up in a ditch once? That no, was because I got punched in the player. face. Uh, were you drunk? You were knocked out. Well, I was drunk, yeah, but okay, I didn't so. pass out. Like, I got knocked out because I was a drunken ass. Right. But I think it was only one time because usually what happens is is I would drink so damn much that I knew I was going to get there. So I would be like, in the middle of a conversation with Moon, I could be, when I was drinking, hammer drunk, and I'd go, yeah, mm-hmm. I have to go to bed, and I'd go into my room and go to bed, mm. or I'd go somewhere and lay down because I knew it was coming, and I wanted to be the one that laid down, yeah, yeah, yeah. not wake up and go, hey, where the hell am I? Right. <laughs> Overall, the risk for early-onset dementia was twice as high amongst those who drank that way. That kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a big, Like, do you know somebody a... that drinks to that excess? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I knew like when they drink, that's the way they're gonna get every time. Yes, to, to the point of, yeah, passing out. Yes, yes. Somebody I goes. know, I know multiple people in the same family that do that. Yeah, yeah. like that is like Very a, sad. it's it's almost like an inherited trait. And I think it's you know when when you grow up seeing that or when you are around that a lot, you think it's if that it, is yeah, it becomes an option. That is that is what because because in your own brain you go, well, they did it. And they got a job, and they've got a family, and they got kids, and they're doing all this. Mm -hmm. So why the hell can't mm -hmm. I? But what you don't realize is while you're seeing this and you have a different view on somebody, everyone else around you goes, holy hell, do you see what kind of mess they are? Mm -hmm. yeah. that's, and that's they don't sad. put those two together. The Rizzuto Show. Rewind. Got a couple minutes here. I thought I'd uh, hit you with some food news real quick. <laughs> food news. Uh, this seems like a, like, a, like a hell of a deal if you eat at Wendy's a lot. Or even eat there like three times a year. Because right now you get a key tag at Wendy's. So a key tag at Wendy's that will give you free small Frosties with any purchase for all of 2019. Wow. Damn. And it cost two bucks. The key tag cost two bucks? The key tag cost two bucks, and the money goes to charity. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, wow. free Frosties for a year for two bucks. 
which you could arguably write off as a, as a charitable donation. Absolutely. And that charity works with ad- ad- adoption for human babies? Yes. Uh, the cool. Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. That's awesome. Yeah, he's always been an adoption guy, right? His his daughter Wendy was adopted. I believe correct? so. Yeah. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's always been. And I'm not. I'm not sure how long this is lasting. But that seems like a hell of a deal. Mm-hmm. Two dollars, Frosties for for all of 2019 with the money going to charity. Uh, of all the candies to turn into a cereal, this is what they went with. Post, you know the Post company. Mm-hmm. Just created Sour Patch Kids cereal. Disgusting. And you want to know why they did this? Because idiots are voting for Sour Patch Kids to be one of the top candies. Remember that was number three yeah. of the best Halloween candies. And there had been Look rumors. what you did, America. There had been rumors of this for, for a little while, but but it seemed fake. But it's real, and it's in stores now. Apparently, it's pretty hard to find right now, so no reviews have surfaced yet. Uh, so the only info I've got is what it says in the box. It's, quote, sour, then sweet. Great. So it basically, it, it, don't think of them as gummies. You know the cartoons where it's the gummies that like are wrecking the car and then they yeah. rebuild it? And, oh, it's, okay. it's those colors and those like designs. It's crunchy. But it's a crunchy cereal. I guarantee you this probably tastes like um, if you took uh, Captain Crunch and mixed it with oranges. You know what I'm saying? Like that's probably where they get the, the sour and then the sweet. Mm. Oh, also, by the way, uh, nobody wants this. <laughs> oh, I guess that the the, uh, the I just got a text from a friend saying the the Wendy's keychain is for real. They have one. It's real, and they never they actually never asked to see the keychain either, which is what you hmm. said. But uh, when you eat. As much food as uh, all of us eat, you're going to need lots of time to lie around digesting and moaning. So according to a new study, the average American spends 213 hours a year in a food coma. That's nine entire days. And after we eat a super heavy meal with lots of meat and carbs, it takes an average of one hour and 22 minutes before we feel sharp and ready to work or really do anything. All right. And we have about two or three of those meals every week. And the most common foods that knock us out, number one, burgers. Really? I was going to say Brazilian barbecue. Then pizza, mashed potatoes on that list, burritos, fries, hot dogs, tacos, cheese, and then potato chips. Of course, there's varying degrees of the, uh, of the, of the food coma, and I'm sure we've all experienced mild food comas on a weekly basis. But have you guys ever had like the legitimate meat drunk where you're like your vision gets Oh, yeah, gets last a time weird? I went to a, a Brazilian steakhouse. I know. That's exactly what happened to me the first time. The very first time I went, I'm thinking... You know, I was young, but I was, I was probably be 24, 25, and there was that Fogo to Chow place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think we have one here now, but that was my first experience with that. And all I thought was, man, I'm like, oh, I'm not making much money, and I just spent seventy bucks on a uh, meal or meat something on a like sword? that. Sword, come on, bring yeah. So this uh, this this ship <laughs> on the table is always going to be green. So yeah, that, that's how it was. I was like, I'm getting my money's worth. I'm going home with four meals in me, like I'm you know, the house. that vibe. And I did, and all of us, all of us did. It was as a band. It was our first experience. You know, we've been living off the dollar menu yeah. for a couple of years at that point, and we were just like, do you feel like? You feel like there's water in your brain. <laughs> like, you Have you been I mean? to that Tucano's place? Yeah, yeah it's really Tucano's good. is awesome. Tucano's is good. There's a there's another one down in South City. I can't remember the name. I, th- I think it's closed, but um, we have another one. There well. used to be one down by the West County Mall. Oh, I'm sorry, by the Chesterfield Mall. 
was that in that called? parking lot. It was called Bacana Brazil or something like that. Mm. Tucano's is in the uh, streets of St. Charles. Yes. Right? Yeah, we've been there. You know what's real nice about that one, too? It's not all... Uh, um, they got a great vegetable, like... Area. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good for for everybody, and it's good for kids. Like the the other ones, the original ones that I went to uh, back in the day, they were all like kind of I don't want to say uppity, but you know what I'm saying, like like nice. Like you don't want to like yeah. take kids there necessarily. Tell you what, I hammered about 48 chicken hearts when I went there last. Yeah, time. Last time we went to one of those places, my kids loved the chicken hearts. I loved them too. I, I think my wife almost passed out when I ate them, but I loved it. <laughs> The guy came up and he was like, here, try one. And my wife's like, nope, I'm out. And I was like, I'll try one. I was like, you can just leave that sword right here. I'm just going to take it straight to the gullet. Like, that, it's over. That's the memory I have, though, is like full-blown full, yeah, meat, full drunk blown meat drunk and drunk in that, pain. And it was bad news. Riz. Rewind. Find more Rizzuto Show Rewinds at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. You say you'll never join the Navy. That you never track storms brewing in the Atlantic. And skydiving could never be part of your commute. You'd never climb Mount Fuji on a port visit. Or fly so fast, you break the sound barrier. Joining the Navy sounds crazy. Saying never actually is. Start your journey at Navy.com. America's Navy. Forged by the sea.